You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. But not as much as they love political power, and the national outrage this opinion has already caused may be just the thing and the only thing that could save the Democrats from an absolute walloping in November midterms. Abortion and the pro-choice versus pro-life debate has been and always will be a hot-button issue. It's emotional in nature and just the kind of issue the Democrats would love to campaign on. And quite frankly, it's all they have. Democrats can't run on record, Biden's or their own. Inflation, gas prices, an open border, international conflict, and a president and vice president who can't put out a cohesive or even coherent message to save their lives or their party's votes. It seems the only thing our nation isn't in short supply of are illegal immigrants and woke Twitter leftists. And that's precisely why I believe the Democrats actually want the Supreme Court to overturn Roe this summer. It gives them a storyline and fires up their base, perhaps just enough to get them out to the polls in November. It also gives Democrats an excuse to pack the court, eliminate the filibuster, and excuse any and all of the radical means to their radical ends. It's no coincidence the road draft was leaked. It was all part of the plan. And now Democrats can sit back as they always do and watch division, emotion and identity politics do the dirty work for them. Just you watch. I'm Tommy Laren and that's the Fox News Rundown. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com. And paid for by OpenShark Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown the chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call Call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-459-3919. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us now, 800-459-3919. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-459-3919. That's 800-459-3919. Again, 800-459-3919. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over! Whoa! The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him? You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
Dear John, uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. But when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It was a very sad night. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A candlelight vigil in Uvalde, Texas. Hundreds mourning the 19 children and two teachers murdered in their classroom. Fox's Evan Brown is there. One family had two children in the classroom at Robb Elementary. Cody Eduarte's cousin's daughter was a victim. It's just difficult. It's just, just difficult to think that because we have we have children the same age. And um, it's difficult to think of, of uh, his loss, you know, of, of the loss that he's that he's facing right now. But a sibling is giving the family cause to feel grateful and it's the pain. She was shot five times, and uh, I praise God that the, the doctors were able to, to save her life. Now, the 18-year-old gunman who'd posted a private message on Facebook that he was going to shoot up that school was killed by a Border Patrol agent. Governor Greg Abbott praised law enforcement's response. As horrible as what happened, it could have been worse. But some parents claim police were slow to move into the school. The father of one of the girls killed says he and others who rushed to the scene considered going in on their own. Democrats have renewed the call for stricter gun laws. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer urging Republicans. Please, 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 damn it. Put yourself in the shoes of these parents for once. But GOP Senator Marco Rubio thinks mental health's the bigger issue. These are people that want to harm people in a mass scale. And the instrument they use in many cases are guns. But that sentiment of wanting to hurt people is the one we really need to really focus on. President Biden, in addition to pushing for gun control, is taking action on another stalled issue, police reform. It creates a new national law enforcement and accountability database to track records of misconduct so that an officer can't hide the misconduct. The president's executive order also revises federal law enforcement use of force policies, banning chokeholds, restricting no-knock warrants. America's listening to Fox News. America could soon enter stagflation territory with slow economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. That is why I recommend gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. Hi. Stephen K. Bannon here, and I want to remind you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with Gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With stagflation looming, it's critical that you act today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. No matter how big your business grows, with NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. Another shipment of baby formula was flown from overseas to Virginia yesterday. 60 tons of specialty formula for babies and toddlers who are allergic or can't tolerate regular formula. It's been sent to Pennsylvania for distribution amid a shortage that's had parents searching stores 
Finding a lot of empty shelves. The cause? A recall that shut down a lot of formula production. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf told a House subcommittee on oversight and investigations a closed Abbott Nutrition plant in Michigan will restart, according to Abbott's CEO. They will be ready to go in early June. But subcommittee chair Diana DeGette of Colorado says still at issue. Why? Caregivers are scrambling. Ranking Republican Morgan Griffith of Virginia added to that. Long-term plan moving forward so this doesn't happen again. Earlier this week, the Federal Trade Commission launched its own investigation looking for any fraudulent practices among companies making baby formula. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. Nearly a year after the condo collapse in Surfside, Florida, that left 98 people dead, the state legislature's passed the law requiring building operators set aside funds for repairs. Use Republican State Rep Jackie Toledo. Some of these homeowners associations are not making these improvements because they don't have the money. On Wall Street, stocks could rise. Dow futures up more than 100 points. Colin Kaepernick is trying to make an NFL return, working out with the Las Vegas Raiders. The quarterback hasn't played in five seasons in the aftermath of Kaepernick's national anthem kneeling controversy. In the NBA playoffs, Brown long three-pointer. It's good! Jalen Brown from way downtown with a shot clock expired. Brown and the Boston Celtics beat the Heat in Miami 93-80 to on ESPN to go up 3-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals. On the ice, the St. Louis Blues kept their season alive, beating Colorado in overtime at the Avalanche. Lead that series 3-2. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Stocks ending higher after the Fed released the minutes from its early May meeting, which revealed that the central bank is committed to a half a percentage point interest rate increase in the next couple of meetings to tame hot inflation. Retail stocks were among the gainers after Nordstrom and Express raised their forecast for the year, while Dick's Sporting Goods indicated that business wasn't getting any worse. The brighter outlooks offered investors a welcome change from last week when Target and Walmart reported dismal financial results. The Dow rising 192 points, the Nasdaq up 170, S&P 500 up 37. And NVIDIA shares are sinking after hours. The chipmaker delivered an earnings and revenue beat, but gave a weaker forecast for its current quarter. And Splunk stock is rallying after hours as the cloud-based enterprise software company reported results that top Wall Street estimates and hiked its full-year outlook. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.08 in the morning, 68 degrees outside. Daniel Phillips says mostly sunny and 87 a day. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes. For News Talk 96.5 Cape Hill, I'm Ian Ozan. We start with the latest out of Uvalde, Texas. The death toll in the elementary school shooting there is now 21. 19 students and two teachers. Police say the suspected gunman warned of his attack on Facebook. Texas Democratic gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke confronted Texas Governor Greg Abbott during a media briefing yesterday. O'Rourke accused Abbott of not doing enough to curb mass shootings in their state. 
Meanwhile, in the nation's capital, Louisiana's congressional delegation is responding to the Uvalde shooting. Kevin Gallagher has their reaction. 21 people, 19 of them small kids, were killed by the Uvalde gunman. New Orleans area Congressman Troy Carter's reaction? Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And Baton Rouge area Congressman Garrett Graves? I think it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Carter says we need better screening for instabilities or violent tendencies before one can get a gun. Never again should we suffer the loss like we have in Uvalde. But Graves feels hasty legislation would only benefit those willing to harm others. And it's going to give them the guns because they're not going to abide by any law. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The Jeff Davis Parish School Board is revisiting the safety protocol, its safety protocol, I should say, after the Uvalde shooting. Right now, Jeff Davis schools have security officers on campus, and visitors to campuses must enter through those schools' front offices. In St. Martin Parish, deputies are investigating a body found near Cecilia. That body was discovered around 1130 Tuesday morning on the Couture Air Highway. Autopsy results are pending. A new report suggests the Lafayette Parish Spoil Banks project may have violated public bid law. According to a report in The Current, the project cost nearly $4 million, but was never put out for a public bid. Instead, the report says the project was performed under a $390,000 contract awarded for as-needed excavation work. We'll ask Mayor President Josh Guillory about this during Lafayette Live coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. In Lafayette, a rape suspect is in custody after trying to run from police. Part of that pursuit was caught on video later posted to Facebook. According to the Lafayette Police Department, Leroy Sampy had warrants for second-degree rape of a juvenile and aggravated battery. In the video, Sampy is seen ditching his car outside a motel near the airport and running onto the motel property. Police say that's where they arrested him. The suspect wanted in a spate of car burglaries and thefts is now in custody. According to New Iberia Police, they arrested Blake Seymour on Wednesday. Police say they found Seymour near City Park, but he ran away from them when they tried to arrest him. Memorial Day weekend is upon us. Despite the high gas prices, analysts expect more Americans to hit the road this weekend. David Grubb reports. Undeterred by record high gas prices, nearly 40 million Americans are expected to be traveling during Memorial Day weekend. AAA spokesperson Don Redmond says we haven't seen numbers this high since prior to the pandemic. We are at similar levels to what we saw in 2017. So this, this is no doubt uh, some good news for the travel industry. Memorial Day tends to be an indicator for how the summer travel season will go. And Redmond says that after a couple of years of being cooped up, people are ready to go somewhere, anywhere right about now. At the current moment, we're still forecasting and looking for a very robust uh, summer. If you are driving this weekend, AAA recommends you get ready with a full vehicle inspection. I'm David Grubb. If you want to stay close to home, the Cajun Heartland State Fair opens at the Cajun Home today. Go, go. Fun, fun. In Acadia Parish, Supreme Rice is planning an expansion. The company is investing more than $16 million to develop parboil facilities in Crowley and Mermintaw. The project will create 20 new direct jobs and 79 indirect jobs in Acadia Parish. In state news, a legislative committee supports putting lawmakers in the classroom as substitute teachers. Brooke Thorrington reports. Basically, all it does is encouraging each of us to be visible, to be seen, to substitute. Homer Representative Patrick Jefferson, who also serves as vice chair of House Education, says by offering to substitute teach, they will help with the ongoing teacher shortage. They're looking for able bodies and capable bodies. And it will also enable them to make more informed decisions when voting on education matters. Jefferson says while it's not an easy endeavor, he believes fellow House members will find it a rewarding one. It's a challenge, but it's also a great uh, opportunity. I'm Brooke Thoring. And let's see them get paid substitute teacher pay, which, according to Indeed.com, the average in Louisiana is $102.20 per day. 
In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns get rained out. The Cajuns were supposed to open Sunbelt Conference Tournament play yesterday, but Mother Nature had other plans. The Cajuns will take on South Alabama on Friday at 4 o'clock. By the way, major change in the tournament format because of the rain. Because it's been delayed by a couple of days because of yesterday's weather and expected weather today, the tournament is now a single elimination tournament. It's advance and survive in the Sunbelt Conference Baseball Tournament. Nobody won the big jackpots last night, Bernie. Powerball now rises to $150 million. The lotto, $1,750,000, million, one and three quarter million. And the easy five at $140,000. Those drawings, next drawings for those particular lotteries coming up on Saturday. Maybe you will get lucky then. Because Lord knows we haven't been lucky at all lately. And finally, Bernie. Yeah. Bear watch. Ooh, bear watch is the best. What's going on? So we go to California, and a bear wanted to picnic. <laughs> so we broke into a person's garage and helped him or herself to dinner. They're not sure if the bear was male or female. Mm-hmm. We go to Placer County, mm-hmm. which when I first read it, I thought it was Placer County, like Maria Placer. <laughs> but Placer County uh, is where this happened. The sheriff's office there said the bear broke into the garage in North Lake Tahoe after apparently being drawn by the smell of food. So the sheriff's office took video posted on Facebook showing the bear eating the food it took from the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and in true bear fashion, it was a picnic because they did it in front of the in the front yard of the home. They took the food out of the garage and they ate al fresco. And of course, sheriff's office reminding people like we remind people here, don't attract bears, lock up your food and make sure you don't have anything that smells good to a bear. Outside your home. By the way, nobody was injured. The bear left on its own after finishing the meal. Nobody disturbed uh, it. I wouldn't. I'd be like, bye. I don't even like you, bear. There's some people that would try to sit down with the bear and enjoy dinner with it. And the famous last words, here, berry, berry, berry. Berry, <laughs> You know that those people out there. Well, yeah. And I do love bears, but I'm with you when it's like, let's just hear the stories. Let's not, or let's just watch it from a distance. And one more from California for you. Okay. We were talking about hammerhead worms the other day. Yeah. We got one worse. Oh. Jumping worms. Ew. That's really gross. Amenthus agrestis is the uh, taxological, taxa, whatever it is. Yeah, that too. It's that. Uh, They're also known as Asian jumping worms. They could be wiggling around a garden near you. They have shown up in California, and now other gardeners around the United States are being uh, warned Watch out for them. They're native to East Asia, particularly Japan and the Korean Peninsula. They started arriving in the U.S. in the early 1900s, tucked away in the soil of potted plants. Since then, the worms have wiggled their way across the U.S. They're now found in at least 34 states. Um, apparently, someone found one in upstate New York. Oh, okay. uh, Cornell University posted uh-huh. a video. Their agriculture center posted video of the jumping worms uh, that had been discovered in their area. So if you're a gardener, we talked about hammerhead worms the other day. Now jumping worms Ugh. are something you have to yeah. look for. Oof. God, that sounds frightening. As the headline puts it, they're the evil twin of earthworms. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It sounds like the evil twin. So yeah, so by the way, uh, how, here's how you know uh, they're jumping because they jump about a foot in the air when you get them. Uh, when you hold them uh, or when they're handled, they jump and thrash immediately. They behave more like a threatened snake than a worm. Sometimes they even break or shed their tail when they're caught. They've been known to jump out of bait cans. 
They have aggressive, voracious appetites, and that's why they are dangerous because they can eat your plants and even eat some other uh, some other creatures that may be good for your plants. So that's why you should keep an eye out for them. Well, I'm glad we learned about that, but now I'm frightened all anew. Tremors four. Yes, the jumping nasty worm. Yes. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. An absolutely stunning forecast coming up across Acadiana. We've got really pretty stuff on the way. We're going to see those temperatures today and tomorrow. It's going to stay in the 80s. Some drier air has made its way in here. You can feel that in the mornings. Lows have been down in the mid-60s. We've got a lot of sunshine on the way. There may be a few clouds down along the coast early this morning, but those will eventually clear out. And once it does, we're sunny all the way through the rest of the week and the weekend. You've got the Memorial Day weekend coming up, and it is going to be very nice weather for it. We are going to stay nice and sunny. Temperatures are going to be a little more manageable. I think a lot of that has to do with a slightly lower humidity here the next couple days. Moisture does bounce back by Monday, though, and then we're back to a more traditional summer-type forecast. Isolated showers, hot, muggy-type weather that we expect here this time of year in South Louisiana. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPOW. And right now, mostly clear skies. Our weather update brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountants, your firm for a lifetime. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5 KPOW. Right now, traffic. Double checking traffic. Hey, we are getting that all clear. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns. Yes, yes. Well done, well everyone. Done. And a good morning from Winky Dinky Dog Rob, who is the KPL News Hound. He said, oh? see y'all tomorrow for strange but true facts that Ian may or may not know. I'm waiting for it. I know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. All right. It's coming up now on 619. Hey, if you have the KPL app, you can send us questions and comments for the show. Including for Lafayette Live coming up, 7 to 8. You can email us, news at kpel965.com. But with the app, you also get all of that and all of the story. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by Enzo. It's coming up now on 621 at Katiana's Morning News. Happy Thursday, Katiana. It's Thursday and it's looking nice outside Mm and a little less humidity is what Daniel's saying on the way. So, gosh, we couldn't have asked for a better forecast for this weekend. No, we couldn't have. And for some students, especially in St. Landry Parish, today is the last day of school for them. So more people singing the Alleluia Chorus. And I'm going through Facebook right now. And I mentioned on the air the other day, my kindergarten teacher, Julie Link, is retiring after 33 years. She had her last day with her students on Monday. Amy Nelson, who started at Park Vista my first grade year, 28 years ago, Uh is retiring. Today is her last day of school, and she just posted, as I'm getting ready for my last day of school with students, I'm reflecting back on year 28. I've created so many little families, and every year it is just as hard to say goodbye. We've been through so much throughout the year. We've had students leave, and others join our family. We've done easy things as well as hard things, but most of all, we have all grown and loved each other. I hope all of my students take away the biggest message I try to instill in them. 
I want them to know they are loved, they are smart and brave, they are capable of doing hard things with focus and determination, and they can be accomplish anything they want with hard work. To all of my students, present and former, you'll always be a part of my family and have a special place in my heart. Good luck in the next chapter of your lives. I will always be on the sideline rooting for you. Excellent. And then she has a picture under that. One of the hardest things about being a teacher that no one else thinks about, you make a little family and then you say goodbye every single year. And we talked about in the newscast legislators doing the substitute teaching. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that our lawmakers that others in state government, as well as parents and those of us who are on the sidelines, us lay people forget. When these teachers go home, whether they have their own children or not, they, at the end of the day, are tending to another 20, 30, mm-hmm. 40, or depending if you're teaching multiple classes, sure. in some cases you have a 100 different kids or more mm-hmm. that you're tending to in a year. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and those students aren't their kids for the hour or so they're in that classroom. They're those teachers' kids all year long. In the case of some, those kids, those students remain those teachers' kids forever. I went by and visited my former first grade teacher the other day. She got suckered out of retirement. She's now teaching at St. Genevieve. <laughs> Next year, she'll become their, par- their part-time librarian. And the one thing with this teacher, Claire Reed, uh, I've mentioned her name on air before, that poem last week that we wrote, yeah, that's her grandson. The one we read, yeah. Right. So... I went visit Miss Reed, and the thing with that is she taught me first grade 28 years ago. Uh-huh. She And despite all of that, no matter how long it's been, I'm still her student. She will text me if I'm on the air. She will let me know she's listening. If she hears a grammatical uh, imperfection, she will let me know. But that's the beauty of being an educator and being a teacher. They impact the lives of kids more than anybody will ever know. The substitute teaching bill or the resolution is one way maybe to help lawmakers understand Mm -hmm. what it's like, but one day in the classroom is not enough. To the Claire Reeds of the world, the Amy Nelsons of the world, the Julie Links of the world, and all those who are still in the business after 40, 50 years. Lee Ward Bellard is in his fifth decade, I think, now of teaching. He has more more than 40 years. Yuli Jobert Park Vista is wrapping up year number 53 or 54 in education, and he's just showing no signs of slowing down. To everybody who just started this year and maybe coming back next year for their second year, thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making it through another school year and making this another successful school year because we know the challenges that are in your way. Good for you. Job well done. And enjoy those margaritas tonight. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yes, without a doubt. Ooh, can you have some margaritas for us, too? (laughs) Well, I can make a phone call. We can arrange that. Uh, Yeah, we should, right? I'm telling you, that's some good thinking. All right, so, but we just can't have it in the control room, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think our general manager might let. <laughs> I, I'll never forget, back in the day, I, I will not say where it was or who the GM at the time was. Uh, I'm on air, and he comes in and says, hey, it's 5 o'clock, you want a beer? I'm on the air. Doesn't matter. Uh. Want a beer? Well, if you're offering, I'm not going to tell the boss no. Ah. So, uh, again, I, I would not say who or where it was, but 
It, it, it's been done before, and I, I know there's some places where <laughs> people have been drunk on the air. So, oh God, not here. I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It, what I can I can assure you, it was not no. here. Back in a former life, when I was a program director, I had to remove someone who was inebriated off the air. Oh Lord. Yeah, that was fun. Was that in the in? That was in New Jersey. Yeah. Oof. So I got a Jennifer out of Iberia Parish, 21 years teaching. We are often invited to weddings and are asked to be God uh, to be godparents of our former students. So there you go. That's the impact the teachers have. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, by the way, Jennifer, uh, her class won, and remind me of the award it was. She's a civic social studies teacher at Westgate High, and her class won a special award earlier this year for a project they did. In fact, their project wound up getting a law changed. I forget wow. if it was on the local level cool. or the state level, but the work that they did impacted a legal change. All because of amazing. all because of the work they did in her class. Wow, that's just that's awesome. I mean, there's just you know what a learning experience. What a way for them to understand that you know you can affect change and it can actually happen. You know? mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's an awesome thing. It is coming up now on six twenty seven on Acadiana's morning news. All right, to the phone lines, to the Batcave phone lines. Hi, good morning. You are on the Bernie. air. Yes, hello, good morning. Yeah, Bernie, this is Dean. How you doing? Good, how are you? Everything's wonderful. Still got up this morning. Yep, me too. That's a start. Yeah, my wife's been at Opolis as Catholic her whole life since she's five years old, and I won't tell you how old she is now, but <laughs> she had uh, 40 years in the classroom, and she retired today. Wow, wow congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep, just... FYI. Now, how, guys, how many, Dane, before you go, how many margaritas per year does it take to survive a, a year in the classroom? You know, I quit counting that a long time ago, man. That's like knowing their age. Yeah, well, awesome. Give her our, our congratulations and a job well done. Thank you, Dane. We appreciate the call. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Too awesome. She deserves a big hug, too. She certainly does. And maybe, again, her own margarita machine. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. And those of you who are teachers, if you're out there listening, this is something that you get used to every year. You say goodbye to a new set of students. You welcome a new one three months later. What is the last day of school like for you? 337-232-1542. Let us know, because we're interested in, uh, in hearing what it's like. On that last day, is it that freedom? Is there a bit of sadness? Is there yeah, a, a little bit kind of a mix? bittersweet? You know, because you love them, you know, and probably some of them really frustrated you. Yeah, you know, but you 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 love teaching, so you're there and you're there for them. So yeah, great question. How how does it feel? How do it feel for everyone? Hmm. Mm. I would think it would probably be a mixed bag if I if I was a teacher. I. I can't imagine that the first like three years if I was a teacher in that position, I think I'd have to do a lot of crying in the afternoon. The ones we'll be doing crying are the ones who have to do summer school. Oh gosh, yeah. Whoo, that sounds oh that sounds rough. Although I bet if you love teaching, like mm-hmm. a teacher that I, I'm thinking of off the top of my head, um, uh, that is a a sped teacher, um, just loves her job so much. Um, and I remember, I think it was last year that she did a, a summer school session because she said, you know, there are so many kids out there that want to do well, but they do. They just need a little extra. Right. And she loves to be able to be that person that can, 
you know, fill in that gap. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, and that's what nice. a lot of people don't realize. They're quick to give up on a, on a school or a certain mm-hmm. part of town because they're quote unquote failing. Mm-hmm. Cresswell Elementary, when it closed down, God, it's been 15 years now or something like that. When Cresswell got shut down and their students were sent to Park Vista, there are people who went to the principal and said, how are you going to handle these kids? And the principal was quick to say, what are you talking about those kids? Mm-hmm. If I were born 50 years later, I would be one of those kids because I grew up where they live now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am one of them. Mm-hmm. So took them in. And in the first year, their test scores, just from the kids that were at Cresswell, the test scores went up dramatically. So they asked the principal, what did you do? How are you able to do it? And he said, we love them. We taught them. Ugh, That's all God. it takes. A little love, a little patience, and, and doing your best to educate them. You may not be able to get to all of them. But you can reach the vast majority of them just by showing them that you care and that you uh, give a damn. Yeah. And often that can be a huge difference because a lot of kids go home to homes that maybe there's just not enough attention, not enough attention paid to school. Mm -hmm. You know, there are always a variety of things that could be going on. And for a school to come together and just wrap themselves around their students is great because, um, you know, that's what it takes. And I think. I think probably every school tries to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of difficulties out there, too. There is. The difficulties include the bureaucratic uh, part of it, the politics, the the people who meddle, both school board, legislature, ah. parents. The, the teachers and administrators have a lot of stress and pressure placed on them by mm-hmm. people who don't know how it's done. I love and I have said this for God, four or five years. I love this uh, resolution in the legislature about doing substitute teaching. I think it's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, A legislative committee supporting putting lawmakers in the classroom as substitute teachers. You know, it's talking, I think it's what, the recommendation for the resolution is like, what, one day or something? Which I think is great. I hope lots of legislators will think about doing that because I think, and I think one day's, that's cool. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe even three or four days giving up that much of your time to really see the different processes at a school maybe that is a low-performing school. Yeah. Give yourself as much perspective as possible. Um, There are so many things that go on, so many dynamics, and teachers and administrators are asked to do so much. I think that some people may tend to not understand that if they haven't been in that role. And, yeah, the pay is ridiculous because what happens is, Depending on what parish you're in, sometimes what will happen, they'll pay you for a certain period of time because it's it's at a lower rate. Right. Then you won't go back or have a different class because that way they can keep you at the lower rate. Right. They don't want you to become a permanent substitute right. because at that point your rate your gets bumped. rate is higher. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, you know, that's part of the problem, too. It is. And there are a few legislators who previously have done it. And to give credit where credit's due, there are some lawmakers, past and I think present, that have done it. Albert Lee Guillory was one of them when he was in the legislature, would substitute teach in St. Landry Parish on occasion. John Neely Kennedy, I, I don't remember if he was in the state legislature before he became state treasurer, but it, I believe during his time that he was in office, he would on occasion I think substitute said that teach. before, yeah. Right, because he made a point of doing it because mm-hmm. he wanted to show that he, he wanted to understand what the plight of the teacher was, which is why he put himself in that situation. Anybody that really has problems with our school board, with our schools, I think should also take up the challenge to get an idea of what it's like for some of these teachers. 
And that's yeah. and that's something that you're seeing more and more now, where people are like, yeah, I know it doesn't pay well. Under state law, school board members only get 900 bucks. Unless you're the president, then you get 1,100 bucks for that mm-hmm. year. But the but the thing with that is there are more people who are now willing to step up, pay that $100, $200 fee, whatever it is, to run for office because they really don't care about the pay. Mm-hmm. They want to help. They want to help. They want to be change. part of the problem. Yeah. Now, we may. No, part of the solution. They want to be part of the solution. Thank <laughs> you. We may agree or we may disagree as to whether or not they are part of the solution. We may think some of the school board members are, are I mean, doing worse. Yeah, because everybody's got an opinion about elected officials. But here's the thing. Whether you agree or disagree with them. At least they're trying. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. People that go to meetings that step up to the process, you know, being understanding who your local representatives are, making it a point to know it, getting involved in stuff. uh, You know, I, I really I truly appreciate those people, you know, and then those who do take it a step further and do try to run for office. Um, you know, it's not easy to do because then your whole family's in the spotlight, too. Mm-hmm. And if you do one thing taken out of context, it could ruin whatever work you're doing as well. I mean, there's so many pitfalls. It takes some very, very brave people, I think. All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on Acadiana's Morning News. Good morning. Hey, good morning to y'all. I come from a family of teachers, many, many, many teachers. That doesn't mean I understand their plight, but I have heard it. I'll say that. My wife's a retired teacher. My daughter's currently a teacher. I, th- I think the walk a, walk a day in my shoes exercise is a good idea, but it's got to come with uh, with details and strings. Yep. You know, this can't be a bring all your staff to the class and right? do a rah-rah cheerleading in front of the... No, no, here's an idea. Why don't you do a lesson plan the night before? You bring it to the class by yourself. You deal with the kid who doesn't have a pencil and yep. the other kid whose parents had a fight last night and yep. the third kid who didn't get breakfast this morning and la-di-da. And yep. then you teach your lesson plan. And then at the end of the day... You're going to leave the classroom, and we're going to test the students in a standardized form, and we're going to see how good you did at the yes. end of one day. Then you will have walked a day in their shoes. Amen to that. Things- Preach it. And you know, day. thank you, you too. Thank and you, you and too. my thing is, I, I really do go one step further. I think it's great to have a, le- a re- resolution for one day, but um, <clears throat> do that three or four days in a row and see what it's like going to be a whole different experience yes, i would think will. in terms of of your perspective um well maybe that's a great story for us maybe we can you know find some folks who are willing to take the challenge when the new school year starts uh the 2022 23 yeah. and uh see what their experience is like does it change their perception uh their perspective and if it does in what ways so maybe we can uh Work the phones and see if we can get some people to volunteer. Amen. For that. And and to the teachers that are out there, it's mm-hmm. stressful. We know that. Mm-hmm. This may have been a stressful year. You may have been overwhelmed this year. Mm-hmm. You may have been called names by some of your students. And there's some of you who may have earned a nickname that you liked, maybe a nickname you didn't care for. Mm-hmm. But whatever the case is, know that years from now, your kids will still be talking about you and they'll be talking about the impact that you made. Mm-hmm. Believe me, for my group of friends, we still talk about our teachers from 30 years ago. We talk about the ones from high school. Good morning, Darth Boehner. 
We had a computer science teacher named Steve Bainter. Great man. Was You would never know that he was a state high school football champion and wrestling champion in South Dakota just by looking at him or talking about him. One time, a kid, he tried to break up a fight. A kid tried strong-arming him. He suplexed the kid and pinned him down. Again, this is 20 years ago when you can do that. Darth Bainter earned our respect, and he's a really good guy and maybe the smartest computer technician I know. But anyway... When you get teachers like that who leave that impact, whether it's a Steve Banner, a Claire Reed, a Julie Link, any of the others, and the list goes on and on and on, <sighs> there are many more of those like that who've impacted other kids in this world. So to all of you out there, just know we appreciate it. You may not see it now, mm-hmm. but just know that we do appreciate you and we we appreciate what you've done for us. Absolutely. 638. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Is here. It is 641 in the morning. Acadiana's history professor. Thank you. Bob Carica. No, Bob, thank you very much. Oh no. Oh no. Ian likes to spring these things uh, on me. Yeah. What, what do we got, Ian? Well, you know how we typically do stories about firefighters rescuing cats? Right. We have a new variation on that today. Oh my goodness. What uh, is it? Apparently, in where was it? I forget where the locale was. Oh, in uh, Alberta, Canada. Firefighters rescued another pet from a tree. Six foot snake. Ooh. <laughs> I vote no. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I, they rescued a snake from a tree. Go figure. You know, I I would like I would like to get a graduate student to do a, a thesis on the wasted resources of uh, emergency personnel saving unsa- unnecessarily saved pets yeah. or animals. I bet the, the That's expense, a good public policy thesis. Yeah, that would be a good public policy thesis. Uh, over the course of right generations, it must be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I, I sound like a monster not wanting people's pet snakes to be rescued from trees <laughs> by firefighters, but really? You better be careful. Somebody's going to try to run you as a fiscal conservative for state legislature <laughs> talking like that. <laughs> A dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would be squirreling away money. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. All right, so, so what's on the agenda? Today? So what is on the agenda today is I'm just going to be completely honest. The only reason we're doing this story is because it gives me the opportunity to talk about um, Count Chocula. Yeah, uh, my my favorite or actually second favorite childhood cereal next to well, Apple Jacks. Uh, Apple okay. Jacks. So okay. I really don't care about the history here. I just want to be able to say. Count Chocula and Apple Jacks. All right. So with that, there you go. With that, you know, uh, realization in mind, today is the day that Bram Stoker, or yeah. Stoker, Stoker, we knew what you, in, what you meant, um, yeah. releases uh, 
uh, Dracula, 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 a novel in London. And yes. this this kicks off what now has become this worldwide vampire sort of obsession that mm. we're, we're yeah. I don't know that we'll ever not live with. Lately, um, huh? It, At least for the next 30 years, probably. Right, right. Well, well really, well, well beyond space. that because, because <laughs> the stories of vampires go way back beyond 1897. Um, they they exist in folk tales in cultures really around the globe. The idea True. that there are monsters out there who exist off of drinking the blood of other humans. Um, but it's it's Bram Stoker that kicks this off with his novel Dracula. So I mean today, right? We associate the word, the name Dracula with vampire, but yeah. that, that was not, that is Ooh. not always the case. That was oh. not always the case. Um, and in fact, you got a couple of little, you know, areas where we can go here. With okay. This. But the vampire slash Dracula but, family tree. Right, <laughs> right. But, but one of them is that uh, Stoker's initial name for his, his vampire character in yes. his book was actually uh, Count Wampy. So, so this is where. This, sorry, so, so that right, is the least right fear-inducing <laughs> name that there is. Oh my gosh, Count Wampy is in the window. About as frightening as Count Transfix suck my blood. Right, Count so Wampy right. sounds like one of the little rascals. Exactly. Well, so thank goodness. <laughs> So thank goodness he didn't go with Count Wampy. Yeah. And this this is, uh, right, when I do this little segment, I just hope that people will remember little snippets. Maybe yes. Count Chocula, but definitely Count Wampy. And, <laughs> right, because everybody relates to Dracula and the idea that it's synonymous with vampire. But guess what? It was hanging in That's the balance. Close. It could have been Count Wampy. <laughs> Wampy. And, and I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Look at the total disdain on Ian's right. face. Right, Ian's the look on Ian's it. face. I wish I wish that could be translated across the airwaves. But Amen. It's con- total perplexity. <laughs> uh, Count Wampy? Right. So, but he ends up going it Sounds like a low budget Dracula. He it is a it is a very low budget Dracula. <laughs> Bella Lugosi would not approve. Well, which we could get to Bella Goosey in a moment if we have time. I don't know if, it, if our story will take us there. But it ends up being Count Dracula. And the reason that it's that is because apparently Stoker gets a book from the library on a Romanian Transylvanian history. Ooh. And in that book is Vlad Dracul. Yes. Vlad Dracul. So As you can in- see that Vlad Dracul is very close yes. then to Dracula. Right. And so he uses this Romanian Transylvanian mm-hmm. ruler from the mid 1400s, only just a very short time period. Mm-hmm. Vlad Dracul, otherwise known as Vlad the Impaler. Vlad yes. the Impaler. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was known as Vlad the Impaler. So so historians do right research on these sure. rulers and, and they, yeah. they assess his ruling abilities and lack mm-hmm. of abilities. And apparently he was a pretty good ruler. He was mm-hmm. pretty brutal, but he was fair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it takes a heavy hand to rule over a region of Romania yes. in the 1400s. Was he a and metric he did what he had to do. Was he a metric ruler or an English system ruler? 
<laughs> That's it, Ian. I'm out of here. <laughs> Bob's going on vacation. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> At any rate, Vlad the so Vlad the Impaler, he had that little nickname because, and again, if you're a ruler in Romania in the 1400s, you have That's to kill some rough. people because some people are coming after you. Yeah. And apparently the way that he preferred to kill people was... To his enemies, not people. That, that's, that's important wrong. to say. Yes, it's not just people. He didn't just enemies. go out killing people. Right. Right. He had enemies. There were battles. And he liked to drag, uh, or not drag, but pound stakes through them, wooden yes. stakes. And then, and then, and then, then the additional legends, which probably aren't true, were that this ruler, Vlad Dracul, liked to then dine on their dying <laughs> bodies. <laughs> Blood by dipping his bread in it, so he dipped the bread. Mm. In blood. So this is the this is only where the name Dracula, which wasn't a real name, it was a made up name, comes from for Bram Stoker. I just love history and then the fiction, and we're going to twist this into a tale. Right, we're going to twist this Dracula. into a tale, and we do. And so, interestingly enough. Uh, Bram Stoker, he wrote horror novels. He wrote 17 of them. When he died in 1912, it wasn't even mentioned in his obituary anything about Dracula. Really? That, that was, yeah, it, 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 it had become very popular, but not wildly popular in his lifetime. So he dies in 1912. Nobody really even mentions that wow. specifically. But then in the 1920s, there was a Broadway production. Some Broadway producers got a hold of this. They decided to make a Broadway show out of it. And now people really start to gel to the idea. And then it's 1931. I know, going back to 1931, that there's a movie made. And that's the classic horror movie, Dracula, that stars the classic Dracula figure, Bella Lugusa. And that is when it sort really? of becomes, right, solidified in the popular consciousness. In the and then it takes off from there. The and then we've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Anne Rice and, and all of yeah. it. And it's all connected. It's all connected back to that. But mm -hmm. it's, again, though, has to be mentioned that it's all connected back to ancient folk tales about these fearful monsters that do these terrible things. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen Dracula Dead and Loving It? <laughs> I have <laughs> Okay, you're missing out. Ian looks serious. You cackle. I know Dracula I, Dead and Loving It. I don't know. You got it. My experience with Dracula only exists <laughs> into the, the serial realm. Because okay. the, <laughs> the thing with Dracula Dead and Loving It is it's not classic Mel Brooks the the review on Rotten oh, Tomatoes man. says, lacking any of the comedic bite that audiences have come to expect from a Mel Brooks farce, this vampire parody just plain old sucks. That's oh, oh, great. <laughs> but you gotta see it. But the thing is with it, it's so stupid, it's worth watching yes. at least once. I totally agree. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dead look at it. Dracula, Dracula dead, dead and, and loving it. it. Dead and loving it's it. It's the okay. last Mel Brooks movie done back and in 1994. And it's, a, and it's a bad one, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but it's, it's so it's worth, worth it. It. All right. it is. It just is. Okay, what was the other one? Uh, Jim Carrey. I have to think of that one because that one was really stupid. Jim Carrey too. did a vampire movie. He did. He he uh, he sure did. It was years ago, thirty years or so ago, and it was so dumb. But it was popular Once at the time. Bitten. Once bitten. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Google. So that would be worth a. Uh, let me torture my Bob and his wife saying, "Let's sit down with our kids and torture him and make them watch this movie." I think it was Lauren Hutton was in it, too, let's if I see. remember correctly. Let me go back to it. Let's see. Um, I'll find it. Let's take the call okay. first. All right. Hi, caller. You're on Acadiana's Morning News. 
Okay, I got a little bit of a curveball then. I know there was a, an old silent movie uh, for Nosferatu, so where does he fall into that? Oh. Just to the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> that was a great... It's the wrong direction. <laughs> Oh man, that was fun! Thanks, caller. Thank you. I guess he was. Yeah. I guess he was inspired. I mean, I guess Nosferatu was inspired by the from the old book, and then it got popular before the uh, Dracula movie. I guess. Mm. It, it may have been that way. Wow. I I appreciate though someone else uh, confusing the listeners almost as much as I do. Yeah, Bob excels at it. <laughs> also, this is interesting for me to learn that someone can just call in and you immediately put them on the air. Absolutely. You have no idea what I might don't. be happening. I know. People no one knows years, this. They assume, everyone right? assumes that, that someone who calls mm -hmm. in would no. be screened, no. that you would know what they were going to mm -hmm. say, that no, there would be I'll some sort of backstage setup. You go wrong with me. You go sideways but with me. I ride that very, bull. I ride that bull for the eight full seconds. So, There's a button over here so called dump. So if I sit around, um, if I sit around during the day calling into radio shows, I might just get put directly on the air. I'm I'm gonna say and sometimes wear a t-shirt. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Bonus. <laughs> all right. Well, this is all good. Right, good all me. good information. You haven't responded to your about your auto warranty yet. Oh, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> Hey, man, I don't need an auto warranty. I have Rostar in service. Hey. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, those people, like, have adopted me. They, Steven, he treats me like I'm his little kid sister. And I'll, I call him or I text him with these random things. I'm like, Steven, okay, so I'm turning out of the driveway, and I, I think I cut the wheel too far, and now it made the sound. <laughs> these are the things that go through my mind. I'm like, is my tire going to come off? And he's like, no, no, it's going to be okay. Your particular make and model of car, that happens over time. Uh, the wheel is not going to come off while driving down Johnston Street. <laughs> they put extra super glue on that tire. That's right, man. That's right. Just put the extra super glue and uh, the uh, JB Weld, and it's going to be fine. So, yeah, he's had to talk me off the ledge mm -hmm. many, many times. All right. Yes. By the way, Lauren Hutton was in Once Bitten, also in that movie, Megan Mullally. Oh, no kidding. Uh-huh. Hmm. All right. If it's on Wikipedia, it must be true. Well, oh, bonjour. So going back, one last question. <laughs> Count Chocula. Yeah. Yes. Count Chocula. Dude, Thank you, important. Ian. So you mentioned it's number two to Apple Jacks. Right. Why is Apple Jacks number one above Count Chocula? Yeah. And what's your number three? Oh, well, number three oh. is abso absolutely free. Excuse me, Fruity Pebbles. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No doubt about that. Mm -hmm. But why is Apple Jacks above Count Chocula? I mean... Have you have you ever eaten either any of these cereals? Oh, of course. Well, then you know the I answer. I was a child. Yeah, okay, but right. I would always vote Count Chocula first. I know. But, before Apple Jacks. Right. And, and I, I guess Apple Jacks because it says apples in it. And so then it. Uh -huh. I could justify that I had <laughs> eaten something healthy-ish. And so then when I threw my apple at my classmate during recess, I, I it sort of freed me up to do that because I'd already eaten my apple for the day. And but that's, why, that's what it was. But that's why Fruity Pebbles for me was number one because, hey, I had my fruit group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. It still works for me today. Still to this day. There are some deep-seated issues <laughs> right, with when... you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs that doggone food pyramid when we have Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, it's it's the apple inclusion. But really, I mean, it's it's got that cinnamony flavor to mm-hmm. it. And the color is clearly unnatural. Um, and so, and the, there's green to it. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. orangish, appleish color. I, it's so it's top, the whole thing. It's in my top 10. Oh, no, it's a good one. But I would definitely, uh, the inner fat like, girl and the outer fat girl, I think, definitely going to buy the Fruit Loops first. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it would be nice to do a show completely yes. off topic someday where we just sampled retro cereals and I am and down and for that about assessment that. of those things uh, how about next thursday i was gonna say what are we doing next thursday <laughs> we have a budget oh, of 20 no bucks. no no I, next thursday we're doing i'm bringing in a, an army helmet a metal army helmet oh. we're filling it with vegetable oil that we're gonna heat it and cook some donuts in it you i I have I'm actually completely spellbound, Bernie. And do you know why? Because it's it's National Donut Day, and that's you what freak? you do during. That's what happens. Yeah, you need to root your life in history a little bit more. Apparently, or yeah. I just need to be scared, Bob. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get an army helmet and make some donuts. This sounds yes. fun. It's history. Hey, one time though, I have to tell you. So if you think I don't know what I'm doing here, I do I because I know next week we're cooking donuts in an army helmet. I am the uh, queen of the hot plate and bologna sandwiches because mm-hmm. Brandon never had one. One day it was all bologna sandwiches for hours. Different. Brandon had never had a fried bologna sandwich? <sighs> Brandon had never had a fried bologna sandwich. Wow. Yeah. He's and uh, he ate too many. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so donuts next Thursday? In an army ha- uh, helmet. I, yes. I like the idea. <laughs> Can we do that inside in the studio here? Can we sell tickets for charity? (laughs) (laughs) John Dozat checks in. He says uh, a friend of his a friend of his asked him what's his favorite Muppet. He said the Count from Sesame Street. He says Uh he doesn't count. I assure you, he does. Oh, Bob Carriker, Acadiana's history professor. We love you. Dracula, eighteen ninety seven, released in London on this day. I love it, y'all. Dead and loving it. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be man, on 658. He is. Oh, gosh. All right. Mostly sunny. High at 87. Clear tonight. Low at 65. Don't miss next week's show. <laughs> Jim Carrey is Fire Engine Bill. <laughs> the Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. The Federal Reserve strategy appears to be unchanged based on the minutes from its meeting earlier this month. It plans to raise interest rates by a half percentage point at its next two meetings in June and July. Twitter shares are getting a boost from Tesla CEO Elon Musk committing more of his personal wealth to finance his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. He no longer plans to rely on a loan backed by his Tesla shares, which have lost ground since the Twitter deal was revealed. A regulatory filing says Musk is continuing to seek additional financing. Apple shares are losing ground after a Bloomberg report saying Apple is scaling back the number of iPhones it plans to make this year because it's dealing with supply chain issues and weaker consumer spending. 
That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jenny Cosola, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived, but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. They mourned together in Texas. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Hundreds gathered last night for a candlelight vigil. Praying for you, Yvonne. Where 19 kids and their two teachers were murdered in a classroom. Not much that we could say to the ones that have been, you know, personally affected by it. But just to show them that we're here and we hear them and, you know, they're not alone. Now, the 18-year-old gunman who shot and wounded his grandmother before going to the school was shot dead by a Border Patrol agent who joined a large law enforcement presence. Savala County Sheriff Eusebio Salinas tells Fox. My officer, a sergeant at was responding from his home. He has a child at that school, and he was very, very fortunate that his child was was safe. Well, the gunman was in the school for up to an hour and had shot at police from inside. Some parents or critical officers didn't go in sooner. A father of one of the children killed has seen others who rushed there considered going them themselves. There's a renewed call for gun control. House Democrats plan a vote early next month on a national red flag law designed to limit firearms for mental health concerns. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he'll call a vote on House-passed legislation. The American people are tired of moments of silence. Tired of the kind words offering thoughts and prayers. Previous attempts to expand background checks have stalled in the 50-50 divided Senate. Fox's Jared Halpern, President Biden's taken action on another issue stalled in Congress. Police reform, he issued an executive order for federal law enforcement. The executive order raises standards, bans chokeholds, restricts no-knock warrants, tightens use of force policies to emphasize de-escalation. It also mandates body cams on patrol. He issued the order two years to the day since George Floyd's much-protested death in Minneapolis. The intersection where it happened was renamed yesterday Floyd Square. The officer who kneeled on his neck is now in prison, a murder convict. America's listening to Fox News. America could soon enter stagflation territory with slow economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. That is why I recommend gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon here, and I want to remind you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With stagflation looming, it's critical that you act today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. No matter how big your business grows, with NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. 
As COVID cases rise back up in the U.S., the first federally backed site opens today in Rhode Island, where those who test positive for COVID are given the antiviral treatment Paxlovid in an attempt to make that drug more accessible. More sites will open later. Michael Sussman may testify today at his own trial, the case against the lawyer with ties to Hillary Clinton's campaign, stemming from the probe into the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation. The defense may let Sussman take the stand if Judge Christopher Cooper agrees to keep the government from asking questions related to pre-indictment negotiations. Special counsel John Durham's team came to court Wednesday armed with new evidence, including emails, bills, and receipts for jurors to see in another attempt to show that Sussman lied to the FBI when he said he wasn't bringing Trump-Russia allegations on behalf of any client. Durham's team showed jurors an invoice where Sussman billed the Clinton campaign on the same day he met with the FBI. That's Fox's Brooks Singman on Wall Street. Dow futures up almost 200 points, suggesting the Dow could rise a fifth trading day in a row. A controversial quarterback who hasn't played in the NFL for five seasons is trying to return. Colin Kaepernick admitted to being open to a backup opportunity in the NFL during an appearance on the I Am Athlete podcast last month. The NFL is supposed to be a meritocracy. Come in, let me compete. If I'm not good enough, get rid of me. Wednesday, the Las Vegas Raiders hosted Kaepernick for a workout, a first for the quarterback since his San Francisco 49ers contract expired. QB, of course, found himself mired in controversy back in 2016 when he began kneeling during the national anthem to protest racial injustice, continuing his civil rights activism all these years later. Kaepernick does have a Raiders connection as offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi was a 49ers assistant from 2013 to 2016 while Cap was QB of the team. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. In the NBA playoffs, the Boston Celtics beat the Heat in Miami. 93 to 80 to take a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 7.09 in the morning, 67 and sunny outside. Daniel Phillips says the sun will remain high of 87 a day. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes for News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start with the latest out of Uvalde, Texas. The death toll in the elementary school shooting there is now 21, 19 students and two teachers. Police say the suspected gunman warned of his attack on Facebook. Texas Democratic gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke confronted Texas Governor Greg Abbott during a media briefing yesterday accusing Abbott of not doing enough to curb mass shootings in their state. Meanwhile, in the nation's capital, Louisiana's congressional delegation is responding. Kevin Gallagher has a story. 21 people, 19 of them small kids, were killed by the Uvalde gunman. New Orleans area Congressman Troy Carter's reaction? Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And Baton Rouge area Congressman Garrett Graves? I think it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Carter says we need better screening for instabilities or violent tendencies before one can get a gun. Never again should we suffer the loss like we have in Uvalde. But Graves feels hasty legislation would only benefit those willing to harm others. And it's going to give them the guns because they're not going to abide by any law. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The Jeff Davis Parish School Board is revisiting its safety protocol after the Uvalde shooting. Right now, Jeff Davis schools have security officers on campus, on campuses, I should say. Visitors to campuses in Jeff Davis must enter through the school's front offices. To St. Martin Parish, deputies are investigating a body found near Cecilia. That body was discovered around 1130 Tuesday morning on the Coteau Rodaire Highway. Autopsy results are pending. A new report suggests the Lafayette Parish Spoil Banks project may have, may have violated public bid law. According to a report in The Current, the project cost nearly $4 million but was never put out for a public bid. Instead, the report says the project was performed under a $390,000 contract awarded for as-needed excavation work. 
In Lafayette, a rape suspect is in custody after trying to run from police. Part of that pursuit caught on video. According to police, Leroy Sampy had warrants for second-degree rape of a juvenile and aggravated battery. In that video posted to Facebook, Sampy is seen ditching his car outside a motel near the airport and running onto the motel property. That's where police say they arrested him. The suspect wanted in a spate of car burglaries and thefts is now in custody. New Iberia police arrested Blake Seymour on Wednesday. Police say Seymour ran away from them when they initially found him in City Park. Memorial Day weekend is upon us. Despite the high gas prices, analysts expect more Americans to hit the road this weekend. David Grubb has that story. Undeterred by record high gas prices, nearly 40 million Americans are expected to be traveling during Memorial Day weekend. AAA spokesperson Don Redmond says we haven't seen numbers this high since prior to the pandemic. We are at similar levels to what we saw in 2017. So this this is no doubt uh, some good news for the travel industry. Memorial Day tends to be an indicator for how the summer travel season will go. And Redmond says that after a couple of years of being cooped up, people are ready to go somewhere, anywhere right about now. At the current moment, we're still forecasting and looking for a very robust uh, summer. If you are driving this weekend, AAA recommends you get ready with a full vehicle inspection. I'm David Grubb. And if you do get on the road, check those tires. Check everything. Yeah, it really is a good idea. Just get a, one of those quick overhauls. Have somebody put some mm-hmm. eyes on your car to make sure it's better. Ross Tire and Service. <clears throat> I'm sorry, did you see <clears throat> Ross Tire and Service? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Ross Tire and Service, that one? Okay. Yeah, that one. In Acadia, Paris, Supreme Rice <laughs> is planning an expansion. The company is investing more than $16 million to develop parboil facilities in Crowley and Mermontaw. The project will create 20 new direct jobs and 79 indirect jobs in Acadia Parish. In state news, a legislative committee supports putting lawmakers in the classroom as substitute teachers. Brooke Thorrington has a story. Basically, all it does is encouraging each of us to be visible, to be seen, to substitute. Homer Representative Patrick Jefferson, who also serves as vice chair of House Education, says by offering to substitute teach, they will help with the ongoing teacher shortage. They're looking for able bodies and capable bodies. And it will also enable them to make more informed decisions when voting on education matters. Jefferson says while it's not an easy endeavor, he believes fellow House members will find it a rewarding one. It's a challenge, but it's also a great uh, opportunity. I'm Brooke Thorington. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns get rained out. The rain also affecting the Sunbelt Conference Tournament as a whole. More on that in a second. First, the Cajuns supposed to open Sunbelt play yesterday, but Mother Nature had other plans. The Cajuns will now take on South Alabama on Friday at 4 o'clock. No game scheduled today. Part of that's because more rain is expected in the Montgomery, Alabama area. Because of that, the Sunbelt Conference changing the tournament from double elimination to single elimination. So for the Cajuns, it survive and advance the entire way through. Nobody won the Powerball Lotto or Easy Five last night. Powerball at $150 million for Saturday. Lotto, one and three quarter million dollars. Easy Five at $140,000. Again, all those drawings on Saturday. And finally, Bernie. Mm, yes, sir. It is time for Cartridge Rule Trivia. I love it. Brought to you by right. our friends over <sighs> at Cartridge Rule. Yet another way Bernie goes down in flames. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm, 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 uh, you sound like a Saturday Night Live character. I don't know about that. Well, if I'm able to hit that, that means my voice is slightly back to normal. So there is the good news there. All right. On this date in 1896. Uh, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Let me try. Charles Dow published Ooh. the first edition of what stock market index? Uh, the Dow? The Dow Jones Industrial Index. Vertigo! What? 
<laughs> made its debut today. In 1967, the Beatles released what album with a ton of famous people? Oh, no, 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 no. That's the wrong album. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. I, I had the right album cover. On this day in 1967, the Beatles released what album cover? What album which featured a cover with a ton of famous people on it? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh! That is correct. Two in a row! In I got to buy a power. Ticket. In 1927, the last of what Ford vehicles rolls off the assembly line? The T model. The model T. T. That is mm -hmm. correct. Oh my God, did I just get three in a row? You got three in a row. Watch out, people. There could be some weird eclipse or an asteroid today. And here's the last one. Yes, sir. On this date in 1998, the United States Supreme Court ruled that Ellis Island is mainly in what state? Jersey. Yes. Come on. They ruled that it's I mostly just, in New Jersey, not New I York. Just, I pulled that out of my jersey. <laughs> you went for it. Also today in Australia is National Sorry Day. Sorry. So this is the day if you want to apologize to someone <gasps> right. to do it. Now in Australia, it was it's a national event to commemorate the mistreatment of the, of the country's indigenous peoples. Ah. But if you want to tell someone you're sorry, if you want to call apologize for something, call them up. Yeah. It's National Sorry Day in Australia. Mm -hmm. Hey, may as well do it here in the United States. As Alex Trebek would say, ooh, sorry. Your news update <laughs> brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 oh. furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. An absolutely stunning forecast coming up across Acadiana. We've got really pretty stuff on the way. We're going to see those temperatures today and tomorrow. It's going to stay in the 80s. Some drier air has made its way in here. You can feel that in the mornings. Lows have been down in the mid-60s. We've got a lot of sunshine on the way. There may be a few clouds down along the coast early this morning, but those will eventually clear out. And once it does, we're sunny all the way through the rest of the week and the weekend. You've got the Memorial Day weekend coming up, and it is going to be very nice weather for it. We are going to stay nice and sunny. Temperatures are going to be a little more manageable. I think a lot of that has to do with a slightly lower humidity here the next couple days. Moisture does bounce back by Monday, though, and then we're back to a more traditional summer-type forecast. Isolated showers, hot, muggy-type weather that we expect here this time of year in South Louisiana. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, 67 degrees. Feels good outside. It does. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Cameron Street at Apollo. Little fender bender there in Scott. That's Cameron Street at Apollo. Earlier, Jean Street at West St. Patrick. Hopefully, that's moved to the side of the road. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming
is coming up now on 724 out of Katie's Morning News. All right, Thursday means we have Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. He joins us in just a little bit. First, we're talking with Janie about local Palooza. Good morning. Good morning. morning. What a fun weekend it's going to be, huh? Yeah, so we're really looking forward to a good Memorial Day weekend. We've got great live music planned, also some performances, an art market, snow cones. It's going to be a great family-friendly event in downtown Lafayette. So you got two venue sites, right? We do, yeah. So we're going to be in Park International. We're going to have two afternoons of free live music there. And then we're also in Park Sans Souci. And that's where those performances, snow cones, fun jumps, face painting, all that fun stuff is going to be. I love it because it does. It's a it's a festival for, you know, the the entire family. Everybody will find something they love and adore about local Palooza. Absolutely. And they can enjoy their holiday weekend in downtown Lafayette. They can eat dinner downtown, go shopping. There's really so much to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's the best part, too, is you can just find a, a, a place to park. You can, you know, use the parking garage um, and or the one on Buchanan now. You can do that, too. And, you know, you yeah. can stroll. You don't have to rush. You can take your time. And right. like you said, there's find so many different things, things to, to do. do. You know, okay, now we know where you are. When we can't reach you, now we know the secret, Jamie Michelle. I'm hiding hiding in the shade. (laughs) Park's nice to see. Is that where we can find you this weekend? You got the little portable fan, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good thinking, right? Yeah. That's not a bad idea, too. I'm going to come join you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do we need to worry about paying to get in or anything like that? What do we need to know about those particulars? So all admission is free, especially that live music. We encourage everybody to come out and enjoy some music by, you know, we've got Lost Bayou Ramblers, Lil Nate, Clay Cormier. It's going to be some great acts. So that's Saturday and Sunday, it right? It is. Ooh. Both days, 2 to 9 p.m. Okay, 2 to 9 p.m. And again, those performers like in Parks and LCC and, you know, the ability to have the fun jump for the kids and the other kids' activities. And let's face it, when you bring your kids to an event like that, you always have so much fun, too. Oh, yeah. Let you them know? burn some energy off while you yes. enjoy some other things. <laughs> and if you go on Sunday, you don't have to worry about really waking up early oh, on yeah. Monday because right. it is the holiday. But Oh, yes. Some time to remember the, you know, following yeah, bets. But. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that is another good point, too, because the events uh, for this for local Palooza are Saturday and Sunday. Because a lot of people do attend Memorial uh, Day events on Monday. They do. Yeah. And so, you know, and it is a time for families to be together it without is. a doubt. Now, if we want info, where can we find all the info? You can find it on any of our social media handles, Downtown Lafayette, or on our website, downtownlafayette.org. Okay, so that's easy enough to yeah. do. Any other things we should know for this weekend? I think we about covered it. We're really excited to partner with LCG to host this great event once again. Yeah, it's going to be just a, a terrific time. Guys, just forget. Leave your ice chests at home. Don't though. forget. Don't oh, forget. is that what I said? You said I just forget. Oh, no. Don't forget. No okay. glass bottles. Just forget. I just said that. Okay. <laughs> Forget your ice chest. The jury will disregard my counselor's statement. <laughs> Identical. Okay, so ice chests will stay at home. The pets, we love them, but they need to stay at home, too. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves their pets, and they want to bring them out. But 
Let him stay at home. And you can and if you find a stray home. cat walking downtown, bring it home. <laughs> yes. Bring it to Ian's house. <laughs> <laughs> Negative ghost No, writer. the last time that happened, the kitty was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Nicole, because Nicole now has the mama cat, Dr. Joy Brown, as we named her. Mm-hmm. Well, Ian named her Dr. Joy Brown. Yeah, which was she showed up on the doorstep here. She did. And uh, she looked like she needed therapy. It was so cute. For a whole day, it's like, Ian's like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Then I went and fi- outside and finally looked at her, and I said, Ian, uh, she is with, with Kitty. And it turned out to be four kitties. So Mm -hmm. one of our listeners actually adopted Dr. Joy Brown and all four kitties. Yes. So leave your pets at home. If you find a stray cat, don't call Ian. (laughs) But do, you know, call someone. Do something nice. But literally, local Palooza. Call somebody, just not me. That's right. Local (laughs) Palooza is going to be a lot of fun, y'all. And don't miss it this weekend. And you're going to have, you know, just a great opportunity. Uh, A free festival and go buy some food and drink and have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Listen to some great live music. Indeed. Well, Jamie, thanks for your time today. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Coming up now on 729 on Acadiana's Morning News. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing. Serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. It's coming up now on 735 on Acadiana's Morning News. Okay, June 1st is not officially here, but look, this is the time to really be thinking about it, especially, um, you know, hurricane season, maybe some of the things you wouldn't normally think about in your travel survival kit, etc. So we want to just kind of get some good topics going. Jeff Stewart joining us in studio this morning. Uh, Jamie Angel also here today. Hi, y'all. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so um, what kind of prep goes on for hurricanes and should, what, what do we know? Are there things we need to know that maybe we don't even think about? We, we know as much as the public knows, right, as far as <laughs> right. the, the forecast and things like yeah. that. But, you know, hurricane prep for us is a 12-month process. It, it doesn't stop. I don't know what it I figured. So, so, you know, as soon as, you know, hurricane season officially ends at the end of November, we go into what happened this year. How can we get better for next year? And so we go through a number of steps. We do uh, internal trainings. We, we, mm-hmm. we you know, identify where our, our shortcomings are, where our needs will be, and, and we go from there. We have a long-established uh, hurricane emergency response manual, you know, mm-hmm. inside of LUS. And uh, we, we modify it. We change it. We improve mm-hmm. it over time. And so, it, you know, going into this year, the, the big things to watch out for are, you know, the, the frequency and, and intensity of the storms we've seen the last couple of years. Yes. They become common. And mm-hmm. so extreme weather doesn't mean it's rare weather. It means it's just it's just what it is and what we yeah. have to deal with. 
our preparation is 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 training, uh, understanding, making sure we have the relationships with mutual aid partners for mm-hmm. people to come into town and help us. We also uh, you know, strengthen our relationship with with you know supplies and material manufacturers and vendors because you know there there's a supply chain issue out yeah. there, and so we we get into all that. We 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 go through the process. We we've done multiple uh, iterations of of review and training. We had a tabletop drill uh, a few weeks ago at LUS to bring all of mm-hmm. our you know teams in. And and within our within our utility, all 450, 460 employees are essential. So they all have very key roles and responsibilities. And uh, leading up to a storm and during a storm and, and the restoration efforts, it's all coordinated. You know, you were talking about how, like, the coordination and the different partners that you work with. And I'm assuming a lot of different departments, too, within LCG. I've seen a lot, gosh, in the last couple of months. Seems like everywhere I go, I'm seeing uh, tree cutting uh services you know on our on our roadways on our thoroughfares here in uh in lafayette um any kind of thoughts in that direction and what about people you know i think about the big tree i have in my backyard and i think about you know my utility pole that i actually have in my front yard and you know i think about that um is the tree maintenance kind of part of that plan you're you're wide too? It is. Uh we, we refer to it as vegetation management. I like uh, it. <laughs> the VM. <laughs> and and because tree trimming it, it it seems very, very harsh. But what the goal there is is to provide uh, the most reliable electric system that we can. Yeah. And and trees are, are one of those factors that, that result in in you know outages and things like that. Trees, squirrels, lightning, and vehicle crashes. Yeah. That's the four that, that really get us. So we're on a usually a four year or five year cycle for tree trimming. And so if you see us down your street this mm-hmm. year, expect us in four or five years. Mm-hmm. We try to trim it back to give us proper clearance. Sometimes we go a little bit more if we're gonna do pole maintenance itself. Yeah. If we're gonna change a pole out, we'll go a little bit bigger on, on the tree trimming. But we are, uh, it, it's part of our yearly maintenance and it mm-hmm. does help us and assist us for, you know, the hurricane response itself. And then, you know, I, I will say we, we've looked back at stats o- over the last couple of hurricanes and the week leading up to a hurricane landfall, we'll see 30 to 40% increase in customer calls asking us to come and, and trim trees. because oh, is that, they, huh? We all understand what the impacts of, of heavy wind is, especially mm-hmm. if there's rain associated with it. The trees get really heavy mm-hmm. and that wind will just topple them over. And, and oftentimes we'll see just like the last couple of nights of storms, we'll see outages in the next coming days, even in a in a blue sky day. Yeah, we'll we'll see it because of the the, the weight of the the rain on the tree limbs. A little gust today or tomorrow will actually cause a few outages that are lingering. So we 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 take a proactive step. Sometimes you know um, you know people will call us and ask us questions about the, the yeah. trees that we're trimming, and we try to be open with them up front. We have mm-hmm. an arborist on on staff. We have a contractor who has an arborist, so we understand. The, the types of trees we're cutting, uh, what what the, the procedures are around it. But certainly tree trimming, uh, vegetation management is uh, one of our key components of hurricane prep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely got to be. I saw someone ask online, I forget if it was on Facebook, Reddit, one of the social media platforms, but somebody asked about LCG and the grid capacity. If the grid is ready to withstand a Cat 4 or a Cat 5, can you answer that question? How is the grid set up and what can it withstand in terms of hurricane winds? The grid, you know, over the last uh, couple of s- hurricane seasons, we've seen devastation in southwest Louisiana, central Louisiana, and southeast Louisiana, and the grid actually withstood quite a bit of damage. The 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 one thing to, to consider is it takes a long time to rebuild some of those systems, and so we're still recovering yeah. from those. And, and while I can look at, at the Lafayette transmission system and the Lafayette grid itself and say, we're in good shape, uh, we are, are ready for the storm, we're, we're going to be as, as resilient as we can be. 
you know, I don't know if I can answer for the rest of the grid, but I do know that there's been a huge effort to uh, build in redundancy on the grid, to build in that added capacity, to, to get us to a point where, you know, we can withstand a storm. There will be some damage. There will be, you know, outages. There will be recovery, but we can get back fairly quickly. So if, you know, it is kind of that situation and you can kind of, you know, get back pretty quickly, uh, do you have to like have, you know, you mentioned like, okay, we have to worry about what's happening with our supply line. I would assume you have to have kind of a like backup equipment or different things. I mean, do you have to have a lot of that stuff sort of on standby? We we have we have something called for, for the, the, the people and, and trucks and equipment. Yeah. We have something called. Um, mutual aid, which which okay. we have, a, we have a we have a network of two thousand public power entities. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, utilities that are situated very similar to how LUS is, and we have a really good network there. For the supply, you know, we we had a summit that we hosted on Friday that we brought in utilities in the state. We brought in some national organizations. We also brought in a, a few of the electric suppliers. Mm. And in a hurricane situation or a major storm response, they will devote their resources to the impacted zone which is so great it is it really is and and so while while you know florida might get hit this year and and you know, we're gonna we're gonna send our crews or whatever they'll send crews here if louisiana gets hit you know everybody works together to to coordinate that effort uh, regionally nationally mm-hmm. to make sure that that the, the labor the supplies the materials the equipment is is in the right spots for yeah. the right reasons and you know i always notice people immediately local people rally around utility workers and other workers that are out there getting jobs done whether it's public works or, or whatnot and you know they they work together to try to feed people you know i've seen people do laundry service for right. some of these folks that come in to help us because you know that they know what happens and they know how our people are treated when they go elsewhere in the country too that's right that's yeah. right and that, most people appreciate that effort because mm-hmm. when when we send our crews to florida or, or or the carolinas or wherever it may be you know they're they're welcomed with open arms they get treated very well and we want to mm-hmm. do the same thing because it is it is a volunteer mm-hmm. yes you know we pay for all the services that we receive for a hurricane but it is volunteer. They 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 mm-hmm. they are willing to come here in the middle of a storm to to get us back. And so there's a there's a huge amount of appreciation that that we feel and that we want to give. Mm-hmm. And Bernie, we got to yeah. give props too to our LUS folks. Last year for Ida, I mean, I'm sure everyone saw the pictures of them. You know, yeah, in in waist absolutely. or chest deep water. I couldn't believe putting that. up poles. Oh. And it, I mean, just above and beyond our guys. <sighs> Yeah, go to for other communities. Mm-hmm. So just know that they're going to do the same thing in this community uh, if if it comes if down to be, it. Yeah. You know? yeah, right, right. And you know, with the way the wind was blowing yesterday, I happened to have to leave a little early yesterday for an appointment outside of the building. And I got to tell you, that was not a very fun twenty-five minute drive because I might have been doing thirty miles an hour at my highest speed due to just you know these pop-up storms that were uh, kind of anticipated yesterday. So when something like that does happen, because, you know, weather's weather. I mean, we've seen these crazy, you know, flooding events. And thankfully, there was not a flooding event yesterday. But just calls to mind. People always ask us, when my electricity goes out, should I call? Do I not call? Do I go online? What do I do? We we, we encourage people to call. Okay. Um, and, and we know where the outages are. We have mm-hmm. systems set up. And we're going to be we're going to be rolling out some some new ways of, of hmm. communication over the next couple of months. But okay. I will say that I would encourage people to call because um, it, it gives them the reassurance that we know what's going on and we can get somebody there. And uh, when we do get the phone calls, we'll put that into our you know compiled list of, of outages, whether it's done automatically or through phone calls. 
So we can we can direct the attention and the needs to where we need to go. To go, yeah, yeah. and it makes total sense. Ian? Gunny in West Baton Rouge says, I have plenty of trees in the country that need cutting because they're going to take out a main line. With that in mind, for people who don't live in Lafayette, who need help getting in touch with the right person or, or entity, who should they contact? I, I would probably start with their local uh, government first because sometimes it may be on the roadway or in, in a, in a right-of-way or something. That could help. If it's another utility, you know, offhand, I don't know, you know, the, the, the names and numbers of those people, but I would I would contact those utilities to see if if they can assist. Uh, I will say that there are limits on what even LUS will, will cut. Um, if if it's encroaching on the line, we'll absolutely address it. But if it's if it's just, um, you know, kind of a of a of a I guess more of a, a property issue or something, we won't we won't go there and touch that. But I would say call the utility because you know. Our goal, every every electric utility out there has the same goal of we want to make sure our customers' power stays online. We we want to restore it quickly as we can, and trees have, are a big impact to that. So I would I would encourage them to call the local government. I would also ask them to to call their their utility directly to see what their tree trimming or vegetation management program would allow. Mm-hmm. Makes good sense. Good to know. Seven forty six Lafayette Live. We'll continue our conversation with Jeff Stewart coming up. News Talk ninety six five KPL broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory is brought to you by Southside Roofing. Hey, when choosing a roofing company, you can trust Southside Roofing. They'll provide quality craftsmanship and exceptional customer service. The only number you need to know for a free estimate and great work is 337 Roofing. That's 337 Roofing. Southside Roofing is a local company, so they have a lot in common with you, their neighbors. And they know what's important to you because those same things matter to them. Whether it's a minor or major repair, you want specialists, so you need Southside Roofing. They give dedication to every single project. Southside Roofing is a licensed and trusted Louisiana company with offices throughout the state. And they also offer military and senior discounts every day. 337 Roofing, that's 337 Roofing. You can also go to SouthsideRoofingLA.com for more information. Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing, serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. It's coming up now in 751, Acadiana's Morning News, Thursday morning, Lafayette Live. All right, two folks in studio this morning. Jeff Stewart, LUS Director. Jimmy Angel, media spokes god, joining us in studio. I don't know. It just went there. I don't, it just popped out of my brain. I'm uh, sorry. Is it, take know. it. Take it. It uh, sounds sure, good. Sure. Yeah, take it for today. All right. So um, we are talking, though, about, you know, hurricane season and all the preparation that goes on year round with LUS and, of course, other entities as part of, of Lafayette government. Um, you know, the things that we have seen over just the last 20 years beginning with Katrina and Rita that year, the other couple of storms we saw in between then these last couple of years for our neighbors to the West, my Lord. Um, and then even right before that, the amount of flooding with Harvey. Um, has it changed your perception at all um, in, in the way that you perhaps look at storms now or 
I mean, I know you guys are constantly updating plans, but I don't know. I'm kind of curious from your perspective. My thoughts after Hurricane Laura uh, passed through southwest Louisiana, we saw structures fall that aren't supposed to fall. Yeah. And with that, you know, I guess with that perspective, we anticipate the biggest and worst now. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think everybody does too, because what I, you know, for Ida last year, Southeast Louisiana, we worked in Homa for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And um, it, it was, it was complete devastation. And, mm-hmm. and like, like I said earlier, they're, they're still recovering from all that. And our, our, you know, our perception of the storm season now is it's it's going to be bad no matter where it lands. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bad. You know, in the past, we could say, all right, you know, category one, category two. OK, you know, yeah, we can get but through it. Be, yeah. But now, you know, we're we're not expecting those small and you know mm-hmm. storms. We're going to expect the, the biggest and worst. And so that, you know, our concern is, you know, number one, what happens to Lafayette in general? Like right. If a storm like that comes through and then what is our, our first step? to get us back on track. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're always, we're always worried about public health, public safety. We're worried about continuing uh, government, you know, those types of things. And that would be our focus. But you know, I think, you know, what we saw in, in Laura and, and Ida, um, you know, if that, if that does hit life yet, it's going to be a, a, you know, worse than, than Gustav was worse mm-hmm. than Lily was. It, it just, it has the potential to be a, a devastating, devastating storm. And so, you know, all of our preparation goes into how do we do this for the long term? What are our backup options? Where, yes. do we, where, where can we operate from that may not be in Lafayette that still mm-hmm. gets us the proper service and, and response? So that's the type of things that we're now moving to is looking for uh, remote areas to work, remote areas to house, uh, you know, logistic operations, you know, to, to handle that outside of Lafayette because Lafayette may be devastated like uh, Lake Charles or like a Homa was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's a... Uh Kind of think a different ball game, you know. You know my, my partner Ed Roy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, it always points out that Lafayette hasn't ever recorded sustained hurricane force winds. Um, so just imagine if we get a Laura or an Ida, which we've been extremely lucky over the past right. however many decades, it, it would it would definitely be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend for the average homeowner? Uh, Mr. Stewart, you know, thinking, okay, everybody uh, may have in their family somebody who has that, you know, that one generator and maybe it can plug in and, and you know, take care of the refrigerator and somebody's CPAP machine or, um, you know, when you talk with your friends or fellow employees or anything, do you find it more common that people are buying generators for their homes that are actually these much bigger, massive Types of generators, the generacs. Have, yeah. Yes, yes. Have have minds kind of changed? Yeah, I think it has uh, because you know what, what the expectation is. You know, LUS has always had a really good response and all that, but but you know, as to Jamie's point, we haven't seen that big hurricane in life yeah. yet. And so, what does that look like? And I do think people's ideas of of you know hurricane response has changed as far as you know. I, I can't expect uh, power to be on tomorrow. It right. might be a little while because of all the devastation and damage. Uh, flooding, you know, roadways being blocked. And so, you know, I know a lot more people who are going to the whole home generators mm-hmm. just to give them a little more peace of mind. Yeah. And I know the, the backlog of those generators are in the, the 18 months to two years. Yeah, it's time pretty, range. pretty tough. And yeah. so you know, it, I do think people are going toward it, um, you know, and it and it, it, it kind of lends to to an idea of, you know what, you know, if the storm comes and my house still is standing, 
you know, at least I want to have some sense of normalcy in, in my home waiting mm-hmm. for the utility. Because, like I said, we worked in, in Homa for a good five, six weeks, and and it was – there was it was a two weeks without power in Homa. Yeah. Know? And, and, and so that's what we're looking toward, and that's what people saw. You know, their friends and family, they saw it on the news uh, that – People were out for quite a long time, and what can I do, you know, to to you know make sure that I have the, the necessary comforts at home? And you know, people talk about what can we do as as just citizens of, yeah. of Lafayette in the community. You know, I would encourage people to go to lus.org. We have a like a hurricane prep kit. Yeah, you know, kind of, actually, I've looked at it several times. And, yeah, and, and you think of all these things while you're mm-hmm. while you're you're considering hurricane response, but you may forget about them. You don't mm-hmm. always check the box. You know, we, we encourage people to to go through that list. You, know, you got your documents, get all your, your medications, get all your, your, you know, homeowner's insurance, which has been a big deal the last couple of years. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, making sure you have everything that you need if you have to leave mm-hmm. and, and you don't have a home to come back to. Make sure you have something where you can continue your, your, your life and, and not have, you know, hangups, you know, paperwork hangups or, or you know, interruptions in, in medicine supply and all that. Make sure you have everything there. Make sure you have a plan. Um, you know, we, we've talked about doing family plans uh, within our staff. Mm-hmm. You know, people are talking about going to, to Arkansas, Texas, you know, the, you know mm-hmm. get their families out of harm's way because Laura, you know, impacted southwest Louisiana, went through central Louisiana, and, and some counties in southern Arkansas had their first ever hurricane warnings. Right. And so you, you never know where the impact zone is going to That's end right. up. And so make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have a, a long uh, duration of supplies and, and things that you need to, to continue life until we can get things back to normal. Mm-hmm. With that in mind and with being prepared, keep in mind the first track for Ida last year had it coming up Vermilion Bay into Lafayette. There's always that chance and that risk, especially in a La Nina year. So what advice would you give people for those who may be thinking, oh, it'll never hit us? What advice do you have for those who are still skeptical? I think if, if you just look at the last few years of hurricanes, the intensity – the, the 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 duration of the winds. I think that's what what got people in Southeast Louisiana last year was the the winds were were high. I mean, just record highs in in some places. But it's how long it stayed on top of people. And and I have family that lives you know in that area, and and they're still rebuilding their house even you know almost mm-hmm. a year later. So mm-hmm. I would say that that don't take it for granted because you know I, our good friend Craig Stansberry uh, has always said, mm-hmm. no matter what the forecasts are, no matter what the predictions are, it takes one storm to really impact your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And and so I would say no matter what your your um your belief or or, or skepticism or, or whatever part you 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 truly believe that life is going to get hit with a hurricane, I would I would encourage people to get a plan together. Whether you ever enact that plan or not, get it together because there could be a, a possibility that uh, Lafayette gets hit direct with a storm and if we get hit with one with the intensity of the last couple of years, it, it's going to be a long recovery. Yeah. It could be a yes, long recovery. Will. Well, Jeff Stewart, LUS Director, has been joining us today for Lafayette Live. Thank you so much for this important information, and thanks for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. Anytime. We appreciate it. It's coming up now on 759 on Acadiana's Morning News. Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing, serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Why did he do it? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That is still the big question in Texas. It goes beyond, seems to me, a mental health issue. 
mean, that, that is the sheer face of evil itself. Governor Greg Abbott as investigators go through the Uvalde school shooter's online post from Instagram to Facebook where he sent someone a private message that he was going to shoot his grandmother shortly before he did, and that he was going to the school where he murdered 19 kids and two teachers. There was a candlelight vigil last night. Hundreds gathered in the Texas town of Uvalde at the fairgrounds, citizens and elected officials alike, to cry and console and to hear a preacher's comfort. That we were being ministers of reconciliation, as if God was reconciling the whole world to himself. Candles, songs, and tears, and hugs filled the evening. Fence Fox's Evan Brown in Uvalde. A Border Patrol agent got into the classroom and killed that 18-year-old gunman, but he was inside up to an hour. Daily Call field reporter Jorge Ventura just told Fox. Now that we've been speaking to more sources and been on the ground, um, a lot of residents have been asking if more could have been done from law enforcement. Why didn't it go in there sooner? There was actually, uh, according to a law enforcement source, there were a group of parents that were actually deciding whether to go in themselves because law enforcement uh, was on standby. Democrats have renewed their push for stricter gun laws. Senator Joe Manchin says... Background checks is something that doesn't infringe on it. It's common sense to gun owners. I come from a gun state, as you know. It's common sense. Many Republicans want the focus to be on mental health. As COVID cases rise back up... The White House is making a COVID antiviral drug available at testing sites. The first one opens today in Rhode Island, with more to come in Massachusetts and New York City. Fox's Tanya J. Powers, one note on that drug Paxlovid. The CDC says if COVID symptoms return again after taking it, patients should isolate. Amid a baby formula shortage, a second plane load from overseas landed in Virginia. 60 more tons of specialty formula. America's listening to Fox News. America could soon enter stagflation territory with slow economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. That is why I recommend gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon here, and I want to remind you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With stagflation looming, it's critical that you act today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. No matter how big your business grows, with NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. Back to that formula shortage. It was caused by a recall over contamination concerns that shut down production. Abbott Nutrition announcing plans to reopen its plant in Sturgis, Michigan, June 4th. It says the initial batches of its Elicare formulas will hit the market a few weeks later. Elicare is Abbott's specialty amino acid-based infant formulas for babies with allergic and digestive disorders. Production was put on hold in February after four babies became ill from bacterial infections from forming the made at the facility. Two of them died. President Biden recently invoked the Defense Production Act to address the baby formula shortage. Shipments have been made from Europe into the country. Sue Guzman, Fox News. The president issued an executive order on police reform, an issue stalled in Congress. This would affect federal law enforcement banning chokeholds, restricting no-knock warrants. It strengthens the pattern and practice investigation to address systematic misconduct in some departments. It mandates all federal agents wear 
and activate body cameras while on patrol. It's back to court today for the man accused of driving through a Christmas parade last year in Wisconsin. Daryl Brooks Jr. is back in court in Milwaukee County for a hearing over alleged witness intimidation while in jail. He's also back in court in July on separate charges accused of trying to run over the mother of his child weeks before the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack, in which he faces trial in neighboring Waukesha County in October on more than 80 counts accused in the murders of six people and injury of dozens of others. After prosecutors say Brooks broke through barriers and plowed his SUV into human targets late last year during the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. There was a slight drop in first-time unemployment claims last week, 210,000. On Wall Street, stocks could rise. Futures of about 200 for the Dow. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. There's a big tech merger. IT giant Broadcom is buying VMware for approximately $61 billion in cash and stock. VMware provides cloud services. The Broadcom software group will rebrand and operate under the VMware banner. Macy's profit more than doubled in recent months compared with a year ago. The company says it's seeing a notable shift back to occasion-based apparel, in-store shopping, and demand for luxury goods. However, Burlington Stores business slumped in the recent quarter. The discount clothing chain anticipated weaker sales compared with a year ago, but it's calling the quarter disappointing. It's blaming low inventories, not enough, of what people wanted to buy. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosova, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived, but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. An absolutely stunning forecast coming up across Acadiana. We've got really pretty stuff on the way. We're going to see those temperatures today and tomorrow. It's going to stay in the 80s. Some drier air has made its way in here. You can feel that in the mornings. Lows have been down in the mid-60s. We've got a lot of sunshine on the way. There may be a few clouds down along the coast early this morning, but those will eventually clear out. And once it does, we're sunny all the way through the rest of the week and the weekend. You've got the Memorial Day weekend coming up, and it is going to be very nice weather for it. We are going to stay nice and sunny. Temperatures are going to be a little more manageable. I think a lot of that has to do with a slightly lower humidity here the next couple days. Moisture does bounce back by Monday, though, and then we're back to a more traditional summer-type forecast. Isolated showers, hot, muggy-type weather that we expect here this time of year in South Louisiana. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Ash Free.
It is coming up now at 8.15 at Katiana's Morning News. It is hard to believe Thursday's already here, Ian. Yes, it is. It's <sighs> Where's the week gone? And you know the better part, an extended weekend is after tomorrow. Yes. So, all right. So, what a fun time because Monday will be a day for most people to, to take a day off. Now, look, we do have a story posted. Uh, one of our colleagues, Ellen, mm-hmm. put together um, a really thorough list of the activities that will be going on uh, for Memorial Day for this weekend and for Monday. Um, so take a look at that. If there are any events that you would like to attend, you can find it at our website. Uh, if you have the app, we always send out stuff like that so you'll know that that is taking place. So just be aware that there are some really great events out there. Well, it is Thursday morning, and about this time, we have this Eddie guy that's usually sitting in the chair, and we talk to him, and we annoy him, and that's kind of what we do. And he, uh, Eddie works for the St. Landry Crime Stoppers Program and the St. Landry Sheriff's From Office. what we've heard, he has been detained. He is now uh-huh. at the St. Landry Parish Jail, not behind bars, but actually doing work there. <laughs> and his boss said, I'm going to come in today. St. Landry right. Parish Sheriff Bobby Guidro is joining us. Sheriff Guidro, pleasure. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to be here. Well, we appreciate the chance to, to get to talk with you. And, you know, we tried to, um, to get, you know, uh, different uh, folks in to tell us what's happening in different areas of Acadiana. One of the issues that we'd like to start off with, um, I think hearts all over this country are broken for the people in Uvalde, Texas. And, you know, I think every parent um, thinks about it on, unfortunately, too much of a regular basis uh, when it comes to, to school safety. With the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Office, um, what part do you guys take um, in safety for your parish? Well, first of all, we have three high schools uh, that I'm responsible for in St. Landry Parish, which Mm -hmm. is Beauchene, Northwest, and North Central. And uh, we have school resource officers there, but they also take care of the feeder schools, the elementary schools, Leonville, Orneville, Washington, uh, Palmetto Elementary, uh, Kankton Elementary. So uh, Boy, it's not enough, lot. and yeah. it's not enough. enough. I, I'm a parent. I mean, I'm a grandparent. I have 10 grandchildren, three children, and listen, uh, we all cherish our families. We all do, and I, my heart goes out as well to the families in uh, Valley, Texas. But it's not enough. We need more uh, funding from, mm-hmm. uh, and we we don't have it in our budget. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but I will abandon something in the budget to make sure that we can adequately uh, provide safety for the for the kids. So uh, we're hoping that some of this big money that uh, the president's sending to all all over the world, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they can channel some of that to the states where we can get some help. Some help. We need funding. We, we, yeah, because I I don't want to break it down for you, but I can tell you the cost of one police officer on a beat with the car related expenses uh, uh mm-hmm. you know benefits equipment the whole yeah, and the yeah, benefit oh my god costly, the benefits yeah. yeah it's very very costly um and it's you know let's be honest it's harder maybe nowadays to to get folks who are interested in law enforcement so you're thankful and you want to retain every every man and woman that you have out there working and you know bernadette is hard because uh, we're losing people i'm probably seven people short in the patrol division now uh, we just got our narcotics and detectives uh, unit up to par. What I think is is, is mm-hmm. a good uh, number. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hurting in the correction department. It's hard to keep people. And yeah. when you do hire for the patrol, you want to make sure that they can pass a psyche eval. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can pass a, a criminal background check. And so we do an extensive background on applicants. And when we see that they've had problems in other areas, yep. I'm not hiring them. No, I don't blame you. I, I don't. And, and thankfully that, you know, that's, that's your attitude, mm-hmm. you know, and, and look, let's be honest across the country, some, you know, small police departments maybe don't, maybe are not as thorough, but I have always understood, you know, your philosophy and okay. And let's kind of tie that into, to your other background in law enforcement, because before becoming sheriff, you know, you had a, a, another long part of your career. I, I've got to know from your perspective, all these years in law enforcement, what we're dealing with today with school security, I don't think anyone would have ever thought that now we're, we're decades into these types of situations. Bernadette, uh, law enforcement's changed in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. and it's going to change again within the next 10. Yeah. Uh, because of the technological world, we are better advanced in law enforcement. We uh, equip in fact, I'm speaking for many of the Acadiana sheriffs because mm-hmm. I know them, and they do a great job. Um, but uh, we need help. We need financial help. The states can't do it. Right. We've tried that. You know, the Sheriff's Association is very strong in the legislature, and we do well just to survive with the with the current funding we, we do get, which is limited. Uh, but we believe that the federal government needs to do more to help us mm-hmm. uh, in protecting our kids mm-hmm. in school. I, I think without a doubt. How has, how specifically has the work of a school resource officer changed Boy. in the last 10 years or so? Well, I've been sheriff 16 years, and uh, we've never had to consider until Columbine, mm-hmm. the shooting at Columbine, never had to consider uh, that somebody's going to come through that door with a semi-automatic rifle and start shooting or a, a handgun uh, until Columbine. And now we're, and we've been very concerned. That's why we put the three uh, school resource officers in uh, in the three high schools throughout the parish. Now the municipalities like Eunice and Opelousas, they, they have their own uh, schools, high schools, so they take care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough resources. And, and I, again, I'm going to put the kids first. Their safety is first. So if I have to abandon uh, a litter abatement program to take the crew or the the, uh, the deputy to assist us uh, in protecting our kids, we're going to do that. So something's going to have to be left out for me to, uh, and I'm in the works doing We're that working right on now. it, yeah. kind of already behind the scenes, I would assume. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned the funding mechanism as one way that legislators, both on the state and federal level, can help in this. Is there anything else that you think that legislators, whether it be state or federal level, can do to either prevent what we're seeing in terms of school shootings or stop them altogether? I think the only thing they can do, their participation should be providing the funding to us that are in law enforcement. I've been doing this 50 years now, and I don't think a legislator, whether it's on the federal level or the state level, can tell me how to do it or tell these chiefs and the sheriffs how to do uh, school safety. We just need their funding, and, and we'd appreciate uh, that help, and that's on the federal level now. And, mm-hmm. again, we have billions of dollars going all across the world, uh, the country, uh, the world. And uh, so if we just want a little piece of that.
Mm-hmm. You know, we just need a little piece to help protect our children. And just to give kind of perspective, too, I mean, there there's already so much going on at the St. Landry Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. in terms of training with the officers you have, you know, active shooter training, um, you know, helping out when churches call and say, you know, because, I mean, we've seen so much of that just right. in the last five years. Y'all go above and beyond in terms of training and really for <laughs> any of the groups that really need it. And I have to take my hat off for Eddie Thibodeau. Uh, Deputy Chief Eddie Thibodeau has done a phenomenal job for us in training. He knows training. Uh, he's trained the supervisors uh, below him, his subordinates. So I am very, very proud of the fact that we have a, an awesome training. In fact, other sheriffs send their deputies to us for training. So, wow. Uh, and that's a, that's that's a big. good thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's big. So um, when you look at law enforcement today, um, let's just compare it to, I don't know, even 20 years ago, whether it's, you know, the, the school issue, whether it is the issue of the drugs, the shootings. I mean, you know, in some ways, I, I, I just feel so much for law enforcement officials because you just it seems like. It never changes, and there's always some new dimension being added to what you guys have to do as law enforcement officials. And, you know, we often hear about how, uh, for instance, now in the news on, on the federal level, the president wants to better train officers. We have the best training right now in the world. We just have some bad apples that are doing stupid things. In every profession. Everyone. That's right. And I'm a little disappointed in some of the... Uh, uh, law enforcement agencies on the on a higher level uh, that I think they could do a better job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that right now we have a great training program. We go into a lot of cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. I think who needs to be trained is the, the citizens that are on our streets. When the law enforcement office tells you, put your hands up, don't try to run, don't Just dig do in your waistband, mm-hmm. don't dig in your pocket. So the training is a two-sided street here. We want the people to understand what we go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it. We need help, and we need help with the public. You yeah. mentioned the bad it's apple fine. side of it, and we were talking off air. You mentioned some of the background checks and some of the procedures that, for your department anyway, what you go through to make sure none of those bad apples get in. What are, for those who don't know, some of the specifics of those procedures? What do you, as a law enforcement executive, do to make sure that your department is run on the up and up? You know, my my parents always did, my dad always said, a smile gets a smile, respect gets respect. Uh, these officers have 30 pounds of uh, gear on their waist, and probably two or three of the items on their gear, their weapons can hurt you mm. and kill you. They're lethal. And they have to make a quick decision. So our training is, number one, cultural diversity. I want people in, in my department to understand that we have to be respectful. Uh, and although you don't get it all the time, you have to continuously give it. Mm-hmm. And I believe in body camps. We talk about body camps. Uh, we have a new batch of 70 new high-tech Motorola body cams that we just bought. And we're waiting to, within 30 days, they're going to be assigned to the deputies. So uh, I believe in the body cam. I believe that uh, we want to record what's said, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Absolutely. And I'm going to get to your uh, question. Just, no, that's fine. I, I'm working at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what happens is when, when law enforcement approaches scene, uh, they have to be prepared for they don't know what. 
Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're going to walk. That's right. Especially the domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the training aspect, we train our deputies in, in the shoot, don't shoot scenarios. You know, we train them in how to approach a vehicle when your uh, driver didn't want to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, tr- we train the officers how to defuse a situation. I have a SWAT team that's second to none. Mm-hmm. And the training that uh, Eddie and the crew at the uh, training department do uh, is remarkable. Uh, I was impressed on the reason I went out on a SWAT call just not long ago with them. And uh, we have two female negotiators, you know, that uh, that are trained to negotiate. We don't want to shoot you, but we're going to defend life and property. Mm-hmm. So the female negotiators uh, on, on the scene do it. Believe me, they... they uh, <laughs> Talk about good. having to know everything. Huh? They are good. <laughs> yeah. Um, our our St. Landry Parish Sheriff, Bobby Guidros, joining us in studio. We've got a quick break. More to come on the show. Stick with us. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. It's coming up now on 831. We continue with our special guest in studio, St. Landry Parish Sheriff Bobby Guidros, joining us. You know, we're kind of talking in the break a little bit uh, about, uh, you know, how you began your career. And I, I asked you, I said, what was your first law enforcement job? And and it was in, in Port Barry, huh? Port Barry Police, yeah. So, wow. So, um, you know, and then there was state police and and, you know, I can imagine... <laughs> you have seen some tremendous changes oh, over these God. past couple decades. <laughs> there was no such thing as law enforcement training when I was 18. Uh, oh, I, I'll wow. tell you the story about the chief of police told me I, I wanted to be like Kojak and Hawaii oh, Five-0. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was anxious for training. And he said, just roll the window down and wave it to people, buddy. He said, all you got to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> I said, really? So when he told you to do that, your response was a bit of shock, but... How has that advice paid off in terms of being a public relations kind of law enforcement officer? That's a good point, Ian. Uh, it, it helped because people, you know, like policemen that are friendly. Uh, they like the law enforcement officers that's going to drive up and say, oh, tell me what happened. I want to hear both sides of the story. And they like to know you on a first-name basis so that when you do go do your job, they're comfortable in giving you the information, uh, the things that you need to do your job. Mm-hmm. But very right. important. Yeah. So when Crime Stoppers kind of came into the picture, um, you know, it is just as it is hard when, you know, a police officer might walk up to someone. Yeah, if they have a relationship. Yep. You know, it is easier to, to get information. Now we do have this technology. It's working, too, because I think people are so sick of crime and they realize, look, this is really anonymous. So I can say what's really happening. Well, I, you know, Crime Stoppers in St. Landry Parish is my baby. I brought it <laughs> in in 2007 when mm-hmm. I was elected the second time there. But anyway, uh, yeah, and we tell people, look, you see something, say something. If you want to call it in, I don't even know. I don't care what your name is. Just give us the information. Give mm-hmm. us a tip and you can be compensated for it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, we have a very, very uh, well-run Crime Stoppers program under the direction of Eddie Thibodeau, of course, 
and we get a lot of good information, as you've probably seen in the news recently about the uh, the fentanyl drug bust mm-hmm. and all the arrests that we're making. And I have to put a plug in for my district attorney. He is on board. His staff is on board uh, doing the things that uh, we need them to do to help clear yes. up the criminal docket. Yeah. And, you know, fentanyl is such a game changer since it's come on the scene. It is. You know, and maybe people, I don't know, maybe people felt that way 30 years ago, you know, with cocaine and heroin. I, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, in, in the fentanyl case, it seems like every time we turn around, there's something laced with fentanyl. Absolutely. And, you know, fentanyl is a, is, there's an illicit fentanyl, which is manufactured by the drug dealers. Mm-hmm. And there's a pharmaceutical fentanyl, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful drug used for a life and death situation, severe yeah. pain, cancer. Excuse me. And, um, of course, our focus is on the uh, illicit fentanyl. Mm-hmm. You know, a, the grain, a grain of sand, that amount of fentanyl is lethal. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, you know, when you really think about that and put that in perspective for, you know, any parent that doesn't, doesn't understand that, I'm sure probably mm-hmm. it comes as a, as a shock. We have 93,000 people in St. Landry Parish. The recent bust we made, uh, with this, uh, and he was busted before by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has an extensive record. But the amount of fentanyl he had could kill 70,000 people, almost every man, woman, and child in St. Landry wow. Parish, that amount. So, and that's just one hit that we, uh, we got from him. Others that we've made arrests on, and it's through the Crime Stoppers program that we're mm-hmm. getting information. And I don't care if the drug dealers know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to get our information wherever we can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're going to investigate it. God, think about that. Put that in perspective. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about Crime Stoppers. In the 15 years that it's been running, you have managed to take criminals off the street of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Drug dealers, murderers, burglars, thieves, and the list mm-hmm. goes on. Mm-hmm. What's your hope for Crime Stoppers going forward for the next 15 years and beyond? Well, I don't know. They've won the last four national awards. And, and, and listen, <laughs> not just state or local. This is national awards. Our Crime Stoppers program has been uh, the winner of. So anything better, I don't know uh, how we can make it better. But listen, Crime Stoppers is a very important tool that we use. And mm-hmm. we have to have it. I see that some of the local sheriffs now, uh, Beckett Burrow and uh, K.P. Gibson, my friends, and Mark here, Mark Garber mm-hmm. and Lafayette Parish, they have a great uh, Crime Stoppers program. It's just another tool in the toolbox that we can use to uh, help fight crime. It's very important. You know, one of the things that, that is so important with fighting crime is the rehabilitation. Um, and so what does happen to people who have no hope, feel like they have no future? Their lives are wrecked and destroyed. Right. So what, what's your thought process there? And talk to us about the the fleet maintenance building and kind of what your position is from that standpoint. I believe in second chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we have a standard we're going to set when somebody comes to me and wants help with an issue that they had with their family, their child or grandchild or sibling or whatever. Uh, we have a standard we're going to set. You're going to help yourself. Mm-hmm. You, we cannot keep stepping on the neck of people that violate the law. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I'm going to tell you, violent and repeat offenders, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about repeat offenders mm-hmm. and then when they're violent. But our new fleet fleet maintenance building is going to have 10 uh, work bays, and I'm going to take trustees out of our jail uh, that uh, went through our uh, high set program where they have Mm -hmm. a GED. 
and I've got a man that I'm hiring uh, to help train these inmates to do mechanic work. They're going to do minor mechanic works, not like overhauls or nothing, but mm-hmm. uh, muffler job, brake job, mm-hmm. oil changes, tire repairs, things that uh, they can do and when they get out of jail. So that's, that's one of the benefits of us having to move our old uh, move out of our old fleet building on West Landry Street. And by the way, I'll tell you what I'm going to do with that building next. But <laughs> we're going to take our inmates and uh, give them an opportunity to be a better citizen. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, what we've all learned, I guess, is, you know, that there are people who really, they want that second chance. And they do. They really need help. They don't know how to do it, how to get it. And uh, what I've noticed, though, with especially with the inmates that we have, we uh, we have inmates at the complex working for us. We have three. And what I've seen over the years is when they're with us in that environment, we communicate with them. You know, we, I talk to them, I mm-hmm. joke with them, and I thank them. Mm-hmm. And their attitude begins to start changing about their uh, idea of what policemen are and who they are. Mm-hmm. And I help them when I can. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, if uh, if I can do anything for them or their families within the limits of I explained earlier, sure. we're going to help you. But their attitude changes from the first day they get there to the they may stay two years with us at the complex as a as a trustee. Uh, it they go through this change process, and it's wonderful. It's great to see. I love seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's a rehabilitation. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about in the end. Well, there, there were positive uh, attitudes. The deputies talk to them. Uh, mm-hmm. We interact. They're not uh, slave labor. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're people that we give respect. And uh, what I mentioned, I said it earlier. If you want respect, you got to give it. Yeah, because you got to show humanity. Absolutely. If you don't have some humanity in anything that you do. You know, your your outcomes are, are not going to be good. Yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, the building. So what's what's down the line? What's happening with all of this? Well, the new fleet, fleet maintenance building is a, a $3 million building we saved the money for. So there's no note on that either. So, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to move into that hopefully in uh, late September, early October. Uh, and the old fleet facility we have on West Landry Street, uh, I'm going to donate that to the Ward 1 City Marshal, Paul Muto. Uh, he does not have a fleet maintenance uh, building where he does his all changes, so I'm going to donate that to him. And uh, we'll get him an inmate or two lined up to help get their mm-hmm. car service. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a win-win for him and for me. Yeah, definitely that's so. That's awesome. Yeah, for, for, you know, without a doubt, that's going to have an impact. As we are wrapping up here, Sheriff, any final thoughts you want to leave with us and, and with listeners? Well, you know, Columbine, uh, Columbine I'm sorry, the, the shooting in Texas. Mm-hmm. You've all done. You know, we want to keep the, them, the families, in our prayers. And uh, any time a tragedy like that happens, it, it wakes you up. It wakes me up and says, mm-hmm. well, are you doing, are you making sure your SROs are on board with securing the school? And mm-hmm. so it, it it wakes you up, you know, and I just want to make sure when I get back that uh, I've got questions for my uh, SRO supervisor to make sure that we don't want to get caught with our pants down. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, so mm-hmm. and it's easy to play the, the blame game when mm-hmm. and I take my lick. I'll be honest with you. When somebody points out something to me on social media or even in person or on the phone, when they uh, find something wrong and tell me, I, I'll look into it. If we're wrong, I take my lick. Mm-hmm. I do, and I and I, I, we fix the problem. But if we're right, I push back. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what we all have to do is make sure we're doing our job right. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Scott from Plaisance checks in via the app. He says, Bobby Guidros is my sheriff. He's top notch. He also says traffic in Plaisance and Newber Crossroads flowing well. All right. Oh. <laughs> well, good to know there, too. St. <laughs> Landry Parish Sheriff Bobby Guidros, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Thank we you. We appreciate we'll, it. We'll do it again. Thank Amen you. to thank that. You. It's coming up now on 842 on Acadiana's Morning News. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5. K-Pel. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. An absolutely stunning forecast coming up across Acadiana. We've got really pretty stuff on the way. We're going to see those temperatures today and tomorrow. It's going to stay in the 80s. Some drier air has made its way in here. You can feel that in the mornings. Lows have been down in the mid-60s. We've got a lot of sunshine on the way. There may be a few clouds down along the coast early this morning, but those will eventually clear out. And once it does, we're sunny all the way through the rest of the week and the weekend. You've got the Memorial Day weekend coming up, and it is going to be very nice weather for it. We are going to stay nice and sunny. Temperatures are going to be a little more manageable. I think a lot of that has to do with a slightly lower humidity here the next couple days. Moisture does bounce back by Monday, though, and then we're back to a more traditional summer-type forecast. Isolated showers, hot, muggy-type weather that we expect here this time of year in South Louisiana. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. So 72 degrees sunshine out there. We're heading into a summer weekend. And by that, you know, when Memorial Day rolls around, a lot of people want to head to the beach. They want to go and, and you know, have the jumping off point for some great vacation. But if you're exhausted and tired, you're like, nope, staycation. I'm staying home. I just got to catch up on my sleep. Hey, don't do that to yourself. Get yourself a sleep number bed because it's a huge game changer. This bed allows you to adjust just by touching a button, just by using your phone, all kinds of aspects of your bed. You want the bed to be a little bit firmer that night. Maybe you had a run and you're coming back and you're saying, okay, the bed needs to support my back a little bit more. You pop the number up a little bit. Maybe the arthritis is killing you. You can lower that number and the bed will cuddle you a little bit more. Now, they've done years of research, and they've got years of ever better technology in their sleep number beds, and that's why people fall asleep faster. That's why people report feeling so much better when they wake up in the morning with a sleep number bed. Everybody's got so much going on, and we never have enough time to sleep. So the hours that you do sleep should be the best possible hours that you can ever get. That's what you get with a sleep number bed. That's why it's so different. And they've got all the research to back it up. Sleep Numbers Memorial Day special going on. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. The Queen starts at just $1,999 plus free, free premium home delivery when you add the base and the special financing. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. That's all usual. This is going to end on Monday. Look it up at Sleep Number, but then make yourself go to the Sleep Number store. I'm telling you, it's completely life-changing. When they say proven quality sleep, I'm telling you, that's how I can still wake up and do a morning show at this lady's old age. Sleep Number store at the corner of Settler's Trace and Ambassador Caffrey in the same shopping center as Whole Foods. Hey, get yourself that advantage by getting a Sleep Number. Uh, 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 uh. 
that's why I shouldn't sing. <laughs> you sound like I sounded on Monday or on Tuesday morning. <laughs> All right, Thursday on Acadiana's Modern News. All right, you ready? Here we mm-hmm. go. You know I love to have these fun stories. I know you do, too. Okay. Where are we going? Well, you, you have some choices, as you usually do. Okay. Okay, Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana. Somewhere in New York. Somewhere in New York. A guy from North Dakota. North Dakota. Or Alabama. Let's go Alabama. All right. We're going to start with Alabama. Let's see how many of these we'll get to. A woman in Alabama wanted to get revenge on her boyfriend for cheating because hell hath no fury. Like a woman school. Amen to you. Now, we're assuming she must have misheard what the Almighty suggested. Because she kicked in the boyfriend's windshield. <laughs> she got arrested for disorderly conduct. Now imagine how, That's the how she mad this woman must have been, though. Think about that. That's why I was like, this is hilarious. Because think about how mad you have to be she to could, actually physically do that. She couldn't even go carry Underwood. Uh, <laughs> I just stuck my key to the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. She didn't. Hilarious, though, right? She kicked in his windshield. What a freak. And, like, maybe Mrs. Hulk. I don't know. Okay. Butte, Montana, somewhere in New York, or a guy from North Dakota. Let's go somewhere in New York. All right, somewhere in New York. A guy in New York shot a squirrel with a crossbow. (laughs) He told the police he did it because the squirrel gave him, quote, a dirty look. That's just nuts. <laughs> That's borderline son of Sam material right there. Oh, I love it. I just love it. Okay. Butte, Montana, North Dakota. What you want next? Let's save North Dakota for last. Let's go Butte, Montana. All right. It's a Butte. An employee at a Motel 6 in Butte, Montana. Had to tell a guy to stop walking around the property. Naked. Because he was naked. Yeah. Well, they left the light on for him. So he t- I, There you go. But nobody wanted to see them bits and parts. Not even his doctor wanted to put a light on that. Nobody wanted the sun shining on it. So they told him stop. He did. He went to but the then super came back. Nope. He came back. Did it again. They confronted him. That time, and the guy who was totally naked, I swear to God, headbutted them. Oh, good Lord. Yep, still naked when the cops showed So up. he used his red roof to headbutt the manager of the Motel 6. <laughs> and now if convicted, he'll get super eight. And finally, mm-hmm. I love you, Ian. A guy from North Dakota was driving in Manitoba, Canada on eh? Sunday. Yeah, eh? He didn't realize the speed limit sign was 100 kilometers per hour. He was doing 100 miles an hour, wasn't yes, he? Yes, that loser was. He was pulled over and got a $700 ticket. I believe Can that we? because 100 kilometers an hour is equivalent to about 45, let's see, MPH. <laughs> of course you would know that. KPH. Well, I if, love if you, you look at your a speedometer, mm-hmm. it's there. So 100 kilometers mm-hmm. per hour or 100 miles an hour is 160 kilometers per hour. <laughs> Uh, 100 kilometers per hour is, no, about 62 miles an hour. I was off. Uh, well, but that's still too fast. Well, eh? he, well, 60 mile an hour speed limit's not bad. No, no, no. But the problem is you don't go 60. I've ridden with you. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. 200.
100 kilometers. I usually do about 130 <laughs> kilometers per hour. <sighs> All right, that's it for this show. God buddy. willing, and if the checks don't bounce, we are back tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'm back tomorrow for the Friday edition. A.B. Rubin will be with me from 6 until 8. I'm going to get here. nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> No, really. Like, I ordered some from the store. Oh, okay. They're going to be shipped to my house. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, I thought well, you were I mean, it's my go, day off. I thought you were going to go nuts. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. I'm going to do that, too. But, you know, you can't have, like, you know, a fun hangout and party without nuts. You know, sometimes you feel like a nut. Mm, sometimes you don't. I mean, there's that, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. And when you feel like a nut, sometimes you want to love one another. <laughs> you okay? Were you expecting any of that? I was not expecting oh, that. Oh, I did it! Woo! Yay me today! Okay, we get we get these for each other. Yes, we do. You're too fun. All right, so in the meantime, until you and I see each other again, on which Tuesday. we'll talk on Tuesday, because I have to run away and get crazy. Good for you. Yeah, I do chores and hang out with my dogs. <laughs> oh, you crazy girl, you. Hey, it's hard sometimes. Can we all try to love one another? Amen. Yay! The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. The gross domestic product declined 1.5% in the first three months of the year. It's a confirmation the economy slipped at the start of this year, a little more than first reported. However, there is continuing strength in the job market. The number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time declined to 210,000 last week. Economists were expecting little change. Macy's profit more than doubled in the recent quarter from a year ago. People are back to dressing up for special occasions. They were also buying luxury goods and things they need for travel. Tech giant Broadcom is buying cloud provider VMware. The deal is worth $61 billion. It's seen as a bet that demand for enterprise software will endure despite inflation and higher interest rates. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosola, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived, but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2 News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, Town Square Media Station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. 21